0: Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, Something like...
1: Friendly sparring with Leo and Joes. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joes. Friendly sparring.
2: That's it.
0: Ah, All right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the friendly sparring podcast the podcast where we take a look at your favorite 90s rappers and figure out if they were in the x-men what powers would they have i'm your host Juice, and i'm joined by my co-host leo what's up leo
1: what's up dude
0: you're fucking in texas right now right
1: yeah can't you tell by my shirt
0: (laughs) i can and if you uh listening to this want to sign up for the patreon you can see it as well so far we only have one patron and it is the beautiful beautiful soul by the name of callum and uh he gets a shout out already and he's gonna get a ton of them because that's it dude that's it um
1: yeah you get to see yeah you get to see me do cool shit like this
0: and you get to see me do cool shit like
1: this honestly the video component adds so many elements that you guys are missing out on
0: you're missing out
1: so, we, so many activities. I can't even describe what just happened
0: you can't I can't even describe it and I did it
1: yeah me either you guys can't even see what I just did either so anyway sign up for the patreon look at our stupid faces yeah and pay for it
0: right that's, that's it, all there is to it's, it. Not that, it's not that much dude. Uh, I, I don't know if I said that yeah. adequately I've I forgot like I'm way better at Interacting with you now that I've been, we've been doing it for so long, I kind of forgot how to fucking talk to myself, and I was like talking about the Patreon. I felt like it was so lame, but uh, there's no, two tiers. Uh, oh, did you listen by the way?
1: Oh, of course I listened because I didn't I hear mean. my Al Pacino impression. Oh fuck,
0: dude, that's right. Leah was like, I have one request: do your picks in an Al Pacino impersonation. I'm gonna do it today. Oh. I'm gonna do it now because yeah, I owe you. I can't
1: wait. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. That's okay. Um,
0: but, but by the way, the tears. We'll get there. Uh you know this about me when it comes to impressions I can impersonate people we've worked with people we met people we went to school with celebrities and uh, people that other people impersonate can't do them usually
1: part uh, of me I'm working part on part of tr- me is that's why I asked
0: yeah um, I'm working on Trump actually um, I think we talked about this on the podcast I did a brush up rehearsal for uh, Much ado and I did a Trump impersonation and they were they were losing their fucking minds Like I was doing my lines with the Trump conversation. It was like, I cannot bid you bid my daughter live. That were impossible. (laughs) That's great. It's not not bad.
1: It'll be be just in time for him uh, for 2024 as his presidency.
0: Oh, fuck you.
1: Hey, buddy, I'm in Texas. What do you want me to
0: do? Yeah. One in Rome. Got to blend in with the locals anyway dude we had some fucking banger fights um hey
1: uh, ladies and gentlemen what talk about a stamp on the middle of the year of fights we're right in the middle of the year what a crazy 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 card that was last night um beautiful amount i think the violence was um a nice ebb and flow last night um we got some good knockouts We got some crazy spins we got some uh other controversies we got a tough motherfucker that went in there i mean we have so many things that happened last night and i mean i'm hard
0: me too although i don't know if it's because of the fighting um yeah zero yeah it's a
1: little
0: it's a little humid in here my penis
1: grows when it's like it's like a greenhouse in in my pants yeah you, you Your penis whenever like it gets a just a little bit humid everything just starts to grow
0: right old-school you know, thermometers with the mercury and then it like raises the thing that's like yeah, it's penis. just my penis though. Like, mm-hmm. yeah
1: just my mercury penis mm-hmm. yeah yeah i got call it mercury rising day. yeah that's what that movie was about
3: <laughs> mercury was about rising was about leo's penis
1: yep all right um Beautiful. let's uh um, let's go into let's let's i mean we gotta we gotta dive in we got a lot of information we, yeah we, also we just might gotta dive a, right i in. might i might also have my child walk in at one moment while i'm Potentially doing something strange, so we got to get going. Um, yeah. Let's go. He's going to learn. Juices. Yeah, prelims. <laughs> to, like I learned from my father, yeah, from, and his and father. He learned him. From his father. Let That's the boy
3: podcast. Yeah, let the boy watch his dad waste time. <laughs> All
1: Weird. right.
0: Uh, first prelim of the night, or sorry, it's not the first prelim oh, of the night. It's definitely not. But it's my my feature prelim that I want to talk about. The first fight we're going to talk about on the show. Ryan Hall versus Ilya Taporia. Now, I kind of talked about this a little bit last week. I've been a big Ryan Hall fan yeah. Since, since the Ultimate Fighter. Like, since basically I knew he existed. I was like, oh, this guy is fucking great. I love him. And recently, I've not been a fan of him. Just because <laughs> of some things I found out um but I, which i'm still conflicted about by the way like i don't want to just like fucking dishin but i'm really high on this ilia tapuria kid and it showed like uh, before like uh, obviously i made my pick for that um on the podcast uh, i believe or did i cuz it wasn't on the main card i don't know but i definitely I did it for the pickem league we d- i think yeah. i think we did talk
1: about it I yeah i feel like we ta- about yeah
0: cuz someone yeah, yeah yeah no no it was it was type of my photo shout type of my photo he asked about it in his question and so i answered um for him that that's my pick um was to, was to and bro the violence the absolute violence and it was so interesting too because like i realized i was watching a lot of ryan hall's fights with kind of like rose colored glasses because the gray maynard fight uh i was like Gray gray is like not even engaging he uh fucking he doesn't know how to handle this like the guy is just getting frustrated and, and he's totally playing into ryan's game and etc etc Well, i've been watching clips of that i'm like bro what was ryan doing like whenever gray would go for a punch he would like back up in, in, in as a way of dodging and then just like fall down and pull guard and gray wouldn't uh go into his guard which like Ryan makes a big deal of that. Like, oh, if, if I, you know, this is mixed martial arts. Like if I want to engage in the ground, like you should engage with me. I'm like, yeah, but to your point, it's also like mixed martial arts and they can not engage and switch to something else. But, but Ilya played the perfect game plan, dude, because Ryan would, would do his scrambles and try for the m and roles. Ilya would make him think that he was doing it and then pull out. And he would just, he, he knew exactly, dude, it was like getting a read. Like, and Ryan Hall was not changing it up at all uh for Absolutely, the most part yeah. he, he he like ilia figured him out dude and then when he got in the in the position i think it was like a half guard or quarter guard uh, but he kind of was like not really had his back but he was like kind of sort of a little bit behind him just fucking beat on him and he went out dude he went right out and that's almost better like i was actually when this fight was live going on i didn't have my um my fire stick set up to to watch it on espn plus and i was like oh fuck and mm-hmm. then i saw on twitter and people were talking they were like oh yeah no the fuck out like out cold I, there's things things i assumed it was from the feet because i knew that tapori is nasty but dude to do it from the ground is just it was great Jeff's kiss just absolutely I mean, fucking amazing
1: talk about um just a perfect timing like you said he figured him out ryan hall just kept it to his game plan which is you know what it is but Goodness, when he rolled right into him and then like moved forward and then he just launched right on top of him and just loves the hammer fist right oh down the thing God. and then that was it ryan couldn't even think done uh just staring up into the into the ether but um you know i mean i'm happy that he you know he has a really good outlook on fighting as far as like the the pre uh yeah presser about how you know he was just like if i lose and I, I lose but it's not gonna be you know i'm gonna keep going for i'm gonna keep fighting after this although you know granted it's been a while since it's, he has fought so right um and there's you know saying so that is one thing and,
0: and and the aftermath is another
1: oh yeah 100 you know, percent and you know so... i mean I I, I I i don't think i didn't watch his uh i don't think he had any do they do they do it with all the fighters yeah the uh, the post fight Press? it's usually
0: just for the main card it depends okay but if, um, if there's proper media setup i mean covid has made things a little bit different they'll do like scrums in the back like in between fights too like winners mm-hmm. will go backstage and then there'll be reporters who are in the media room and, or somewhere backstage and they'll do like a little scrum and field questions at them and then the pr people will like okay move along they have to get going now to medicals and things like that so it's like they get a little bit but I, so i don't think he will have done especially like having got knocked out like he wouldn't have probably done any interviews or anything
1: right that's true but yeah i don't know it was a, it was a good um good example of of obviously one style not <laughs> not being able to, to right. survive an mma like not really um and i mean so, yeah. he was
0: having some success on the feet like uh yeah. I, I know he's been working with um Wonder Boy a little bit on his stand-up, but a big part of it has been with Tan Lee, who we met on the Ultimate Fighter, um, who is a fucking awesome guy. And so he hit this like spinning, I don't know if you call it a wheel kick or it's like a spinning hook kick. He he landed on Ilya, but Ilya kind of he kind of blocked it, but it looked like it got through the guard. Um, he just ate it. He was like, Nah, you're not a striker. So that wasn't a thing. I was like, damn.
1: No, so, it was a good, it was a good uh that was definitely one of the fights that I think everyone was like, oh, who knows what's gonna happen? And then obviously everyone was like, no, we know exactly what was gonna happen. Right. And, um, and that's the
0: thing I tried to talk about, like Ilya is is nasty on the ground. Like he is like his top game and just just like relentless pressure with his jujitsu is really, really good. And I was like, that could be a problem for Ryan Hall. But I mean, it kind of wasn't because, like, clearly Ilya didn't want to engage in the leg lock game. Like, that wasn't going to be a factor. But mm-hmm. getting to that position he did was, and then the fucking just nasty. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah. I'm about to, like, I mean, Ryan Hall,
1: yeah. getting knocked out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Wow. That's ah! really hardcore. Okay. Got yeah. it. He yeah, shot those was... dice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Snake, guys, I'm just letting you know. Uh, bad. bad. <laughs> Oh, snake eyes! Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, very sad. Uh, if you guys Can got on, you like, would see what just happened. Uh,
0: if I'm just like, and then I'm like, oh, oh snake no. eyes! Drop the dice, snake eyes! <laughs> drop the dice. Uh, drop
1: the, you know, drop the I
0: dropped the Which I saw. Uh, I saw Black Widow over the weekend. Um, oh yeah. Well, Friday night and okay so fucking amazing this is a oh, old segue <laughs> no, no hold on hold, i'm getting there actually there's a question about blackwood on the forum but um oh, great, great, great. a trailer for the movie snake eyes with henry golding was was ah, in, nice. in, in okay, I, that i watched perfect. so there's good, the good. link anyway okay, i'm your really link. yeah there's my jerk off link uh i'm really excited to talk about your freedom
1: boy howdy okay ladies and gentlemen we're gonna talk about it because it was great uh Nico Price. Apparently, and, it was great. And Michelle. Bad-a-da,
4: bad-a-da.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, so here's the weird part about this fight it was incredibly sloppy, but very entertaining. I was standing up the entire time because I, Nico and Michelle trading back and forth. I could have swore they were rocking each other like one for the uh, like tip they, for they tack, were like, yeah exactly constantly, and then you got you know Michelle just you know oh, let me just do a backflip onto his chest like no big deal like what is he doing flipping just flipping everything off just doing everything that he wants we're throwing flipping um, shit now yeah it was great I mean I, and I, like I said I was just excited every time and. Uh, anytime they would get into an exchange, I was like, oh, one of them is going to get knocked out immediately right now, um, every time they engage. So that was like what was most exciting to me for this fight is that like, it was very sloppy. And I know that, that weirdly enough, I understand that that's kind of like a weird bias or like a recency bias of like, oh, like I like technique and stuff like that. But like the way that they get, went to war, it's just so fireworkly amazing. And it was fireworkly amazing. They, they really put it on each other. And I was very happy with it.
0: Yes. And I was really happy that you picked this one. Um, like I was rewatching the fights this morning. That's how good this card was, dude. I even rewatched. I mean, part of it was because I was <laughs> white girl wasted last night. But um, so hammer, dude, the most drunk I've been in a while. Um, but I, I rewatched even the fights that I caught live, which is most of them. I think Ryan Hall was pretty much the only one that I missed. And I may have missed part of another fight, mm. but anyway it was um it was incredible like i i i re-watched it and i was like dude i hope leo picks this one and, and you did um just just sensational and i like i think michelle but does not get enough credit to it because first of all like people have this sort of like stigma against fighters that want to do acrobatic shit and um, uh, and, and there's not a ton of them mind you like the like I like like uh, flashy shit too, not just acrobatic, like Raymond Daniels, uh, MVP, Izzy. Um, for some reason, anyone that wants to, God forbid, make it extra entertaining for no reason at the risk of their own health, people are like, oh, fuck him. Let, let me watch him get a ko And I'm like, Oh, you're so stupid. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Michelle goes he, I mean, he's way fucking extra, but like that's how he knocked out Danny Roberts in his debut, like doing mood salts and shit. The, the thing that went viral that got him into the UFC. Like, he does it all the fucking time. And he realized in the Tristan Conley fight that he has to change things up and mm-hmm. I can't remember if it, if Trist, the Tristan Conley fight was before the Diego Sanchez fight. I think it was because he kind of tried like tried in the Diego Sanchez fight, but like still was sort of on his bullshit a little bit, uh, which again I love. Um, but Diego was on his fucking Joshua Fabia bullshit, so that was like yeah. its own thing. But like, what was it the the Zuma Gulov fight or it was one of the um what the the Russian dude he fought he was super technical and got the fucking job done i'm like this guy knows how to fight he just decides to like it's like that thing they used to tell us in um acting uh it's like learn the rules so you can throw them away like that's exactly what he yeah. was that, that's his whole thing he's like i know what to do i know the technique i just you know once you have it in your body then you can sort of disregard certain things yeah learn and, the rules so
1: you can play the surprise
0: yeah exactly play the and surprise
1: michelle pohera plays all the surprises.
0: He played the surprise where on Nico Price's face, dude. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, it was a super amazing fight. And like here's the thing that, that I, I don't understand. It's like people were like shitting on Michelle Pereira. like I don't know if it's the same exact people, but in general MMA Twitter pretty much loves Nico Price. And I think he's yeah. a he's a great fighter and he's uh really really entertaining. Where's that same love, bro? Like yeah he was beating him. Like don't I don't say that, that he's not a good fighter when he is beating a good fighter with with his style and it, it was like kind of like the perfect match of like okay let's he was getting sucked into nico's game a little bit with like getting into the brawl um but then he was also kind of like playing from the outside and landing some nice counters and it was like you said especially in the third round they were like getting trading getting rocked it was like oh, i'm gonna rock you then i'm gonna rock you like oh we're gonna yeah. rock, i rock great. you rock we rock
1: yeah yeah we rock away just like yeah fat joe
0: do the rock away
1: yeah, fat Joe. Now lean back. Also, what kind of name is Fat Joe? Like, is anybody, what kind of name is that? I mean, I mean sometimes I call myself
0: know. fat juice. Mm, mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That sounds like a fucking diet drink I never want to drink.
1: Mm, delicious. I love fat juice. Mm, fat juice. Yeah, nice. A nice mouth blubber full of fat juice. <laughs> Uh okay. Top so Bria, eat it. Yeah. Play that surprise very well. Uh, so yeah, that was my pick. It yeah. was a good pick. Great now prelims.
0: Gonna... And honestly, like we can talk about every single one, but we don't have yeah. time. Uh, we don't have any i card. want to jump into the main card and we're going to kind of breeze through some of these and and we we have some we had a ton of questions in the forum so what we're going to do is we've done this before uh we're going to sort of read some of the questions as they come up to sort of stay relevant if you will um but yeah. the the first prelim of the night uh let's try not the first yeah i keep fucking doing that dude the first, fight on the, the first fight on the main card sean O'Malley versus chris moutinho what a fucking fight this was dude and I, I, I have no shame. I picked Chris Moutinho with my whole Same. chest and I was like, I think he's a dog. And I, and I kind of didn't even really know that about him. I was just like, dude, like a, a guy who's going to take a fight against Sean O'Malley on short notice has to know what he's getting in for and has to have some kind of belief in himself. And that is exactly what we saw. Uh, wow, this fight was incredible. and And the stoppage... I don't know. When I was watching it live, I was like, that is bad. It's early and he should have just mm-hmm. let it go on. And I text T cross about it, who uh, many of you guys know from being a long-time listener is a certified MMA ref. He was like, that was a fucking bad stoppage. Like, you know, we, we, talk about you like that all the time. And I watched it again this morning and it's worth rewatching for that aspect because I'm still leaning toward it. It's an early stoppage, but it wasn't as bad watching it because Hey, yeah. here's what I learned from watching last night, or re-watching this morning, rather. Herb Dean was saying to him, like, before he stopped it, he was saying, defend yourself, defend yourself. Yeah. Defend yourself. And, like, Moutinho was kind of firing back, but it, the rule is that when you're no longer intelligently defending yourself, he was – his his defense was offense, and that isn't always good. Like, he he yeah. was just sort of like, boom, 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 you know what I mean? So – um well also i kind if you, of
1: if you count the strikes that herb is in there watching um you know it was like 129 by the end you know like you know one point seen... they said 180
0: or unless you're talking about okay. just head strikes i think and that was the thing too like just the
1: head strikes yeah
0: i know we sometimes tend to like armchair quarterback with certain things when it comes to fighting even though i don't necessarily like that term i don't know what a, a apropos like combat sports word would be but like or armchair cornerman maybe but dude yeah, like, there
1: you go. Armchair yeah. quarterman. That's it, it really wasn't even
0: that hard at all, but I'm just so used to saying yeah, armchair quarterman. Yeah, it yeah really we wasn't, tend to be like yeah. armchair cornermen and say like whatever, but like I feel like such a fucking, I'm going to do the troll voice like, oh, Sean O'Malley was headhunting. He should have gone to the body more. And not one of like he was though, like rewatching, I was like, he was just headhunting. He was just kept, a, and Absolutely. that's like what made the stoppage so, uh, or not, but like a little more justified in my opinion is because. Chris martini was eating those fucking shots yeah, His he, face he was, was getting
1: tagged. Yeah, yeah. all bloody minced meat up. Yeah, hundred percent. He was he was getting tagged. sean o'malley was really putting laser beams on him. But there's a couple of times where Chris was kind of coming forward. But laser at the end of the day, beams. laser the laser beams mm, of his Dr. Body. Evil. But um, yeah, Doctor Doctors people. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's. Uh, but you no, know, I I think uh, uh yeah, it was it was tremendous amount of strength on um. On Herb Dean's part for stop in the fight. No, I'm just- <laughs> no, I'm- I was thinking when, uh, when I was no, there watching um, this
0: morning, there's a moment like probably 20 seconds before he stops it, where Mutino swings big and misses and it almost hits Herb Dean. And I was like, is this the moment he stops it? Like, because he's like, Whoa, if you're hitting the ref, like that's fucking whatever. Yeah. Um, but nah, no, I think he just he just knew he was caught in the crossfire. Can I say? Yeah. I was so mad at the result. Not not the result, the fucking post fight interview. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Because I started to be a Sean O'Malley fan again for just just a second, just a second, dude.
1: And and being humble about that stuff is 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 fun. And you know, he's calling, he's he's saying everything that we're we're feeling, which is like, you know, Chris was amazingly tough and took it on 11 fight notice, and he said a lot of people in the UFC wouldn't take that fight, you know. And Sean's calling people out, and you know, he's. He's doing a thing. Now I will say that what you don't do is whenever Herb stops the fight, you don't swish because you didn't knock him out. Um, so you don't, (laughs) it wasn't a swish. Yeah, dude. You might've, you might've made the point. You might've. This guy
0: clearly has never watched basketball too, because in the, in the, in the post fight, he was like, I was trying to dribble a little bit. I was like, that would be like a ground and pound, if anything, like not yeah, standing. No, to he was KO. he was
1: pretending to dribble in the first round. It was very strange. Anyway, yeah. regardless of that, I mean, you're right. He he the post fight was fine, like I said, because you know he got to say, Hey, good job on Chris, and he got to call out all the, the entire division. Um, but you know, he's still not ranked. So, like Yeah,
0: dude, that care. that's the thing too. And that that was what would kill it too. And to, to, to the point of like, you know, he just said whatever we were all thinking, and like, yeah, I've said before, like, we, we shouldn't be giving people credit for like doing what is expected, like, oh, yeah, being humble and a loss, like, don't fucking praise people for that, like, you should just be that. But Sean Amelia has never been that guy, yeah. uh, and, and this wasn't a loss, granted, it was a win, but like, even when he wins, he usually, he usually is like, I manifested this, this guy was a fucking garbage, whatever, like, he's never ever really big up his opponent, but but the way he was like, Chris is a tough motherfucker. Give it up for Chris. like That to me was uh, no yeah. noteworthy. And I was like, oh my God, is he doing it? And then he decides to call out everybody uh, that's like a big name. And first of all, hey, what is Fob Rob? Like, what is that? I realized he was doing, I forget what he said for Cody. He was like, he said something about Dominic that was like alliterative. They're all like alliterative for the most part, I think. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, Fob Rob. I was like, uh, don't he'll say that
1: he'll figure it out something
0: sean will or rob right will color. sean will okay
1: not Fab rob obviously not rob font
0: wait it's not him or he no it definitely is
1: rob Font. i'm just saying a... that sean... okay <laughs> yeah
0: okay i i know what you meant now
1: no i'm just um... saying sean o'malley will figure out the alliteration someday
0: yeah just not i mean rhyming night. is sort of like qualifies but
1: Yeah, I suppose he's a rapper. But but even still, it doesn't matter. Like Sean
0: O'Malley,
1: right? He was addicted to heroin and had a baby?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is Sean O'Malley. He was addicted to heroin.
1: I love MMA. Anyway, let's go on to the next fight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We we said we're going to breeze through, and we spent like 10, 15 minutes on Sean O'Malley. That's okay, because guess
1: what? Irene Aldana fucking did it to Kutskaya.
0: Irene Aldana defeated yana kunitskaya via ko 435 of round one bro the stoppage was even nastier than i thought i i for some reason i remember um Aldana dropping her with the left hook and i thought that was like maybe one or two follow-up shots and that was it no herzog let that fight go man and and, and it was because yana was like moving and defending but like and that's why I put KO because like I thought it was a KO essentially like it was technically a TKO, but the way she fucking dropped her like that to me is noteworthy. And then just the blood that was coming out of Yana's face, man, I was like, Aldana's a killer, dude. And, and yeah, uh, I, I guess she missed seconds. weight. That um, is is awful, but um, if she gets that figured out, bro, oof.
1: yeah, she's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I I, I am excited for it all.
0: My dad was watching the fights uh, last night um, and he texted me after that fight. He's like, don't piss off an angry Mexican woman.
1: Cool. Trump 2024. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I hate you. Um, so, yeah, moving on from that fight. Uh, so, I know we said
1: we're going to breeze through this, but this next one, though, I mean...
0: This, this next one, we can't really breeze through. We actually nice. have a lot to cover and this is like the first fight we're going to get to where we have some questions about it, but... Um, uh Tai Tuivasa mm. beating the love fuck it. out of Greg Hardy knocked him out love cold it. minute and seven seconds in a round fucking one yeah. oh, we love, to, love, see love to
1: see it you love to see the, the quote unquote dynamite coming up sneaking up and pretending that he's going to hit Tai Tuivasa and then he keeps trying to trade and bang with him and he goes a little bit further and Tai Tuivasa just right in that left eye right into that beater's left eye and he just yeah. takes him down and Greg not even that Greg starts covering up the second that he falls down not even just crumples
0: dude it was amazing and like with the with the Tibera fight I think we talked about it where like I kind of felt like that was the best we were going to get but it was it was kind of not really satisfying Uh, like gave me blue balls a little bit because it was like a TKO and like Tibera was hurt badly before that he just recovered and got this like sort of ground and pound TKO this was a clean ass Fucking KO, dude. Clean KO in the first. And like Ty was hitting with I do, I forget for like one of the smaller heavyweights. And by the way, mm-hmm. he's six, two, I'm six, two. I was like, holy shit. Um, he ha- he's one of the more powerful ones, dude. Like the leg kicks he was ripping. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Had Hardy stumbling. And then when, when Hardy was backing him up, Ty stumbled a little bit. I don't think it was from yep. a leg kick or anything. I think he just sort of tripped on himself. And then he landed the, the shot that put him down. Oh my own. And I Everyone. was like, I was uh DMing someone about this fight, and I was like, I'm gonna fap to that KO. I'm gonna
1: fat, fat, I mean fat, fat, fat to that God, KO. everyone's so happy about it. It's so great. It just mm-hmm. knocks first of all it, like oh, and then the trashed all the stuff. Okay, so first of all, obviously everybody knows the basis of Greg Hardy beating his um his ex. That's you know the basis level of this person being a piece of shit and being allowed into the UFC. Mm-hmm. But but then the post pre the post press for this. Card calling Derek Lewis a fat ex con, saying he's going Ugh. over to boxing. I mean, just this fucking bullshit, and then to go into the ring and just get those little sticks of dynamite out, pretend like he's gonna go to the Tai Tubasa, and then Tai Tubasa just mocks him. Yeah, him out. I mean, yeah, like so honestly, nice. just at the end of the day, you just gotta rock your shoulders back and forth and just ready to break hardy, you know what I mean? Just like Bro. Rah, rah. And that, I'm so happy. Everyone, I, I honestly cannot. I don't know who wasn't happy. I don't know someone that was sitting at home like, oh, lucky shot.
0: <laughs> You'd be surprised, dude.
1: Uh,
0: my girl G will make these tweets of like, well, do I see do I see any Greg Hardy fans or whatever? And some of them just show their ass in the mentions, dude. Some are like, hi, I'm here. Like, oh, bro, imagine oh. imagine for a second being a Greg Hardy fan could not possibly be me if i had a choice it. between being a greg hardy fan and i was about to make a something terrible but if i had a choice between being a greg hardy fan and i don't know committing having, murder, a, yeah, having a trump i would commit flag. murder i got it yeah
1: i got a trump 24 i see i know i know your choices yeah. i know where your choices lie yeah exactly. but uh if that's being if that's being uh no i just he also doesn't deserve any anything he he doesn't you he, uh, where and, he was on the card? Stop. Yeah, exactly. Why, why was he even? Why was he even on the card at that high of a level? Of yeah,
0: and and before uh a while ago, I, I want to say this fight was on a different card or something. At one point, it was the Comine. Like I, I don't think it would have ever been yeah, coming over yeah. Wonderboy Gilbert, but it definitely was co-main at one point on so, a card. And so terrible. And, and and he, if you look back at his. Uh, UFC career, he's had co or main for almost every one of them.
1: It's annoying. It's so annoying, so annoying. I don't know what they're trying to add or add to him or do that stuff. But I'm happy that that Ty got him. I'm happy that Derek Lewis posted whenever you um, he, he they read that Ty. He was like, "Yeah, Ty," and then he I, I loved it. I mean, dude, and the
0: fucking Online AG ad that he did when he was like, "Greg Hardy been talking a lot of shit." Vote for Tavares. <laughs> he got his yeah, yeah, name so yeah, wrong, dude. And Brad I'll... Tavares is actually fighting on the card, uh, uh, which, by I'll the way, shout out S- to Brad Tavares S- for a nice win because that was yeah. ugh, um, so
1: good. So we have a couple of questions about this one. Um, we do.
0: I'm going to bring up the first one right now, and this is a very, this is a very important question. Leo's getting ready. He knows what time it is. Um, I do you know what time it is. This is uh, from the homie Mix to MMA. At mixed demand. And I do want to give this guy a massive shout out because he has been uh, just a good friend of the show for a really long time. I mean, pretty early, pretty early in the in the show. I want to say probably like episode 10 of FWM, like for for, for a long time, and um, just a good friend of mine as well. And so his question is: in celebration of Ty Tuivasa's glorious KO over Greg Hardy, will you and Leo do a shoey live on the show? and post the video evidence for all to relish in. Must tag Ty in the video with hashtag bitch season and nominate someone else from MMA Twitter to do the same. Let's fucking go.
1: Okay, guys, we're about to do it. And don't worry, you don't have to be a Patreon member for this one. We're going to post this one on Twitter post for you guys. Anyway.
0: I don't know why the um, hashtag bitchfuckingseason season would be relevant.
1: I just wore these shoes today. I'm very excited.
0: I haven't worn these shoes in a couple of years. Well,
1: oh, here we go. I have my juice has a proper beer. I have a white claw because it was the only piece of alcohol I had in my house and my parents' house here. There you go. All right, let's pour this in. Wow, that's a lot. I have I'm I'm actually sitting on a towel. Wow, this is really absorbent.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm going okay, to okay. pour and Chug. So yeah,
1: here we go. I'm just don't even worry about us right doing now. the
0: same time. Let's just go. spinning in it. Yep. Gotta spin in it for Ty. Oh whole
1: thing. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> oh, that was good. My shoes nice and wet. Ugh.
0: It's
2: not bad.
1: Uh, come on. It's
0: fucking dribbling all down my fucking shirt, dude.
1: Yeah, I had a towel ready. Wow. Yeah, that's a fun thing. Ty, thank you. Thank you for knocking out Greg Harding. Juice is taking too long to chug. Here we are.
4: <clears throat> Woo!
1: <I> <sighs> a
0: little foam.
1: He's got a little foam on his lips. A little. <clears throat> wow. Oh, there we go. Almost done. Boom.
0: I'm going to be fucking sick.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> My condolences to, um, to, to anyone who's ever been hurt by Greg Hardy, and thank you, Ty, for knocking him out.
0: Yeah. That was for the victims. <clears throat> Not just for, yeah. in honor of Ty. That was for the victims, too.
1: Yeah, and for, for Ty also running to the crowd and doing all the shoeies
0: all the shoes, dude all of them till there was so. none left
1: so we will post that
0: we'll post the fuck out of that thank you Mick um and uh I'm gonna do it right now I'm nominating Mick you you yeah. have to do it for, for for making us do that or for suggesting you do it
1: yeah, it wasn't so bad
0: yeah it wasn't but it, it was at the same time like I'm t- okay, t- tasting well, the fucking fabric of my shoe
1: <laughs> I love it i I had my sock in there earlier it was great I loved it Okay, buddy. You're gonna be uh,
0: all right. <laughs> I I am. Uh we actually had right. another question um oh, great. about <laughs> this fight from uh the homie Harry Andrew at Harry Andrew ninety four. Uh, I think I'm gonna bring him back an old tradition, at least for this. I don't know about I'm gonna bring him back, but I used to read his uh tweets in RP. I have an audition coming up where I have to do RP, so we're gonna do it right now. What's the audition? Uh it's for Peter and the catcher it's not like anything.
1: Like oh it. cool, yeah. Peter and Starcatcher. Yeah, go yeah okay.
0: The way he hit the floor tonight I feel that Greg Hardy has a future in the Toy Story franchise. Dropped like Andy was home on a scale of 1 to sweet sweet justice how much did you enjoy this moment and the answer Harry is over 9000. <laughs> yes it's over 9000. Yeah over
1: 9000. I can't said disagree. it with
0: an American British accent.
1: Over 9,000 oh, I mean goodness. I was so
0: fucking happy dude I was just like oh. yes
1: yeah I, I, I clenched my fist I was so excited for Ty he did the dance he walked out to Spice Girls he did the shoeies he knocked out stupid ass Greg Hardy and we're here we're here for Ty we're here for the story of Ty Tuivasa knocking out Greg Hardy it was great I think but I got a just, little beer so, left <clears> we <laughs> were so elated yeah finish it Yeah, just yeah out of the shoe I love it mmm yeah it turns out turns out shoes are very highly absorbent uh so when i was pouring it was like seeping into my soul right so yeah I gotta wash these
0: shoes yeah later. that's S O L E.
5: yeah mm-hmm.
0: well i know my girl g loves shoeys we were talking in the group chat she said i love shoes i do them all the time so this one's for you g too
1: yeah this was great yeah i nominate uh, g also uh <laughs> yeah do it. um we're elated we were just so happy so excited so it just felt good it just felt right so harry andrews thank you for the for the first of all the great um illustration oh my god greg hardy falling like andy had just come oh my god exactly
0: like that dude someone who's good at editing video should take a clip of that (laughs) and do it with like woody collapsing like that bro yeah exactly like that it was that was so perfect um, All right. but we, have another we actually, yeah, we got a, a voice, a, a little voicey as he likes to call him. Dude. I fucking love Smokey J. You guys have been oh, listening yes. for the, like, um, since the inception of this podcast, pretty much like from day one, dude, Smokey J has been like the OG with sending in questions and they've always been amazing. Uh, it just, it's just so perfect. So I want to play his question right now. Um, if you, if you're not following Smokey J, I would imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you already do, but dude, just follow Smokey J. Like he's, he's so great. funny. He's super nice. And he also will like roast people too. It's not, he's not like one of those ones that's like, Oh, all wholesome all the time. Like he'll fucking roast a motherfucker. Um, this is just, <laughs> dude, I love Aussies, but um, here's his question.
3: Hey there, Juice and Leo from the Friendly Spiring Podcast. It's fucking Smokey J here from Australia. I just got a quick one for you this week. Um, I just wanted to say a quick fuck Greg Hardy. Um, like an absolutely massive fuck Greg Hardy. And an even bigger fuck, yeah, to Taito Uh, What an absolute legend. Uh, he fucking flatlined that dude. That was fucking great. Uh, what do you guys see next for the big man? That's all. Bye.
0: To be honest with you, what's next for Tai Tuivasa? I want to see him get a big fight, dude, like Volkov or yeah. fucking Jairzinho. Uh You know, I know what, those guys saying, are like, ch- you know, chasing bigger fish, but
1: you know what's next for Tai? Fucking go to, the go to the hospital where Greg Hardy is and just knocking him out again. There,
0: finishing the job. Yeah, yeah.
1: assassinate and then doing a shoey yeah. right in front of Greg Hardy. Right I'll over tell his you what's next for Tai two
0: He's going to go mm. to the hospital. He's going to find Greg Hardy. Mm. He's going to take the IV out of his arm and use that to stick it in his fucking neck. No more yeah, Greg Hardy. It.
1: Yeah.
0: Then he's going to go back to Western Sydney where he's from. They're going to erect a statue in his honor doing a shoey. And then he's going to retire because yeah. it's not going to get any better than this i mean i'm
1: off into the beautiful oh my Sydney sunset. God, dude. kidding me everyone's <laughs> yeah. so excited about this oh, i don't oh. know we, I don't, we've spent so much time on this but <sighs> i i love it Smokey jay you're absolutely right um or i think i think what you but you know I think, I, you know, he said he, he did say the top 10 and he said, or oh, top 15. I was like, no, 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 let's do the top 10. Yeah. Let's, let's just do it. Skip those five guys. I'm pretty
0: sure he used to be in the top 10 at one point. I think he just like, well, they get, you know, the commentary alluded to that fact a little bit. Like he kind of got pushed too fast. He fought JDS and one of his early fights in the UFC it was a main event. Um, but if
1: they're trying to push, if they're trying to push Greg Hardy down our fucking throats, like they have been, then why not? You know? Yeah, because if dude, because if Greg yeah. Hardy would have won, guess what? Would have been a top 10 contender next, which would have been fucking annoying. But he yeah. didn't because he got knocked out I mean, by he,
0: the problem is like he, he was getting protected, but they gave him Taibura and yeah. then they gave him Ty. They thought Ty was a step down, dude. That's the fucking thing. They thought my man yeah. Ty was a tune-up fight. They thought it was a Tui Vasa tune-up fight. They yeah,
1: tried no, to apps Unup up.
0: Yeah, to 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 tune up. T- t- no, that's not it. Anyway, Tuivasa Tui is a fucking legend, dude. Yeah, the, the, we're, we're there's, no, there's no there's like, no ifs, ands, or buts. The fucking. I love it. I love everything about him. And like I said, I already love Ty, but this pushes it over the fucking. Over the level. You legend, know what dude.
1: I would love? Uh, you know what I love is uh, after Derek wins against Cyril? I would love if Derek was just like, I don't even care about the belt. Let me just fight Greg. Let me just knock Greg Hardy out.
0: <sighs> Bro. Bro, <sighs> dude, someone someone was like, th- there was a tweet. I want to say it was the homie Timothy Lewis. Anyway, someone had a tweet where they were like, kind of hoping maybe Greg Hardy wins so that we can see uh, Derek Lewis decapitate him. And I was like, listen, in the fucking entertainment era, in the WME IMG era, I could absolutely see a world in which Greg Hardy loses and still gets to fight Derek Lewis and gets his fucking face rearranged can we talk about dude i forgot to say this i, I was re-watching it this morning I, I don't i don't know if i noticed this last night they were fucking the the new like nfl cameras or whatever they have with like the 8k and it's like all fucking beautiful or whatever greg Hardy was like watching himself and he was making his pecs dance and then this cringy motherfucker decides to do some sort of like spin move like stance thing and i was like get fucked dude some of my best tweets of the night th- there was a point and you know this about me uh, when I'm drunk sometimes I speak Spanish and it's part of the reason for that is my Spanish works better when I'm drunk I don't know what it is dude like I, like I think that. it's like inhibitions drop and like you know sometimes like I get in my own head about it and I sometimes the words don't come out when I'm sober bro it reached a point like I was in I'm in this group chat and I was like if I continue to be as drunk as I am and and message people in English it's gonna get fucking bad. I need to switch to Spanish,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and then I just started tweeting on the timeline in Spanish too, bro. That's great. The best tweet of the night, and normally, normally, I'll, I'll if I ever say the best tweet of the night, I'm <laughs> calling someone else out like in a good way. I'm shouting them out. No, no, I'm calling myself a. Right before the fight, I said, "Oye, Greg Hardy es puto." That did not get enough love, dude. That did not and get honestly, enough love.
1: Simon.
0: <laughs> bro. For real. I think it was a um, uh, friend of this podcast, uh, Fernando Pratches, who had responded to that tweet. He was like, I'm here for this style of tweeting. And I was like,
1: yeah, that
0: uh, always, always fills me up with like so much serotonin. Whenever Fernando uh, replies to my tweets, I'm like, she's the best. Uh, anyway, dude. Okay.
1: We got to move on. We, we have
0: unfortunately have to move on. We could, we can make this podcast a fucking shit on Greg Hardy podcast for the rest of so eternity, great. to be honest with you. But um Gilbert Burns defeated Stephen Thompson via UD. Mm. I, I almost don't want to even talk about the fight, Leo, because it makes me sad. And I, I want to just answer the questions we have, unless you have some thoughts that, about it while I get it queued um, up.
1: So this is all I have to really say about it. Um, oh, just stylistically, like, you know, it, it, you know, Stephen was just really just bested by the style that would best him. That's literally all there is to it. There's not really any way for me to make an argument on, on, on Stephen's side. Granted, um, he got some really great shots in there, uh, against Gilbert and whatnot, but Gilbert just bided his time. And, and, you know, obviously we knew the wrestling was going to be a problem and it hundred percent was, I, I was worried that there was going to be some, like, uh, like, a uh, more of, um, jujitsu, um, scrambles from, mm-hmm. um, Gilbert, but no, he just kept it straight wrestling. He just kept straight power, um, on, on Steven and Steven, like I said, it was just them fighting each other's muscle, um, um strength um and that's it but there is one thing that we can say is we can hope that the commission looks at the fight and sees those illegal head strikes that he oh. was doing and then we get wonder boy and, and usman back in there and then wonder boy loses against usman but that's okay
0: dude so that's what that's what i want to say is like obviously we knew greg uh fuck obviously we knew gilbert burns had that that uh grab those grappling credentials and he just hasn't been using it in his last couple of fights so i was like well maybe he'll try and keep it standing and his ego will get in the way there was zero ego gilbert burns fought a perfect fight um there was a moment when they were on the ground it was like the don fry Takayama of like modern mma they were just pummeling each other in a in a like little tie up on the ground amazing and then towards the end of the fight this motherfucker Gilbert is hitting my boy Steven in the back, like straight up in the back of the head too. Not even trying to like get the ear on the side and come at it from an angle and like make it look legal. My man was just, yeah, just wailing on the back the of back. the head and the fucking ref, dude, I want to say it was Mark Goddard was like, Hey man, that's fine. I'm not going to say shit about it. Yeah. He had, Fuck he had Mark Goddard, dude. Yeah. And then I'm going to uh, like, uh, um, I mean, I am like annoyed at mm. Gilbert for doing it, but like, Fuck Mark Goddard for not, the, stepping where the, in.
1: yeah, where the camera was. Um, you could see Goddard's like his head was like in the direction of where you could see, like looking straight at the th- event happening. It wasn't like he was off to the side anywhere. You could see that. I mean, there was at least three or four illegal strikes, no, no doubt about it. So,
0: uh, according to T Cross, I don't know if he um uh counted these, but he said it to me in text a couple times, and then I, I saw he uh made a post on Facebook about it 11 11 shots in the back of the head. Let me. Yeah. Uh, speaking we'll get of these
1: that, questions up because we're going to be mad yeah. about it. Because on, be well, so I mean, honestly, I don't it. know how we would have felt if yeah. the, if would have been stoppage, illegal fight, illegal strikes. And then Stephen would have won by DQ. But I mean, I would have been. You pretty know, I, I, I would have honestly. Not, I mean... Right, but at the same time, like honestly, I I want to see Steven and Usman fight. I understand that we we everyone believes that Usman would 100 win all the way. I get it, but I still would like to see them in the I mean, ring, especially
0: together. after our last night. But yeah no 100% I still want to see it too. Um especially now that Usman is like not really using his his wrestling. Um so the question the first question we have is from a brat positivity princess. Um her avi now I just noticed is Leon Edwards so being that it's a positivity princess with a Leon Edwards avi I think Callum will appreciate that so we got to give a big up to, to Callum as well and all of the UK for continuing to support Leon Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um her question says why rules not enforce question mark <laughs> hey you know what's fine too i think this is like on purpose but like whenever i'm using voice to text you can like dictate the punctuation and like if i was wanting to answer that i would say like why why rules not enforce question mark but the fact that she typed out question mark chef's kiss um yeah absolutely we already kind of like got ahead of ourselves by talking about it before i brought up the question but th- this absolutely drives me insane and, and i tweeted it and ben folks uh the the co-host of the co event podcast and longtime mma journalist uh currently writes for the athletic i think he's like the only one left unfortunately um he's like a legit genius he quoted it and said uh what did it, exactly did he say it was like something oh, I like
1: think, was it the one that said that well the reason why they didn't do um they didn't call the strikes because oh well the fight's basically over right
0: yeah you know, the fight's I'm basically he, over-rule. He, exactly it was like the this is almost overrule like he was he was making a joke and making light of it because it, like he yeah. was agreeing with me i was like dude fuck this but he was like oh yeah this is like another time when mma is like hey the fight's almost over that exactly is is what it, i think mark goddard was like oh fight's almost over yeah. That was a bad mark That's a good mark no that was a good
1: Mac on it I think it was the best mark he uh
0: I think he's from Birmingham he has like a weird interesting dialect he... um uh I I would I remember him talking about the Marab Dwalish Wheelie uh fight which he wasn't the ref for it was a guy named like Todd something I want to say but he was fucking uh ringside and he was like giving that guy advice and he was like I would bet my ass to a bond door every day and twice on Sunday that he was out i don't know mm, that's good yeah uh anyways uh he mark should. goddard ain't shit
1: uh, and why yeah and and why no rules enforced i don't know wait yeah it, it's it's really like mark goddard and, and i
0: i used to like think he was one of the best refs in the game because he has actually been in it a long time and just like herb dean he has fought and he has coached um like I can I can remember vividly watching uh, when when Conor fought Dave Hill in Cage Warriors way back in the day before the UFC. Uh, uh, Mark Otter was in Dave Hill's corner. Like the guy has been around the game a long time and he has made some good calls. Sometimes though, and it seems more frequent, he's fucking up, dude. And this was one of it. Like blatantly, and and I don't know. Maybe the the with the noise of it, maybe he said something to Gilbert and it stopped and we just couldn't hear it but bro that wasn't it whatever that was was fuckery dude it was like uh no so so thank you for that question brad and um we actually have a question about this fight not related to the illegal strikes but from t cross that i'm gonna play right now
3: all right guys i'm gonna whisper hopefully uh, hopefully the whisper is loud enough so you can hear it through the uh through the app here um I'm so fucking sick and tired of watching guys call out Nate Diaz because you're not going to get the Nate Diaz fight. It's so fucking obvious how to get the Nate Diaz fight if you just look at the last three years of his life. You, sh- you win your fights, you shut the fuck up, and Nate will want to fight you. It's that simple. Masvidal never once mentioned Nate Diaz. Leon Edwards never once mentioned Nate Diaz. They went out there. They won their fights. They shut the fuck up. They did what they were supposed to do. And Nate was like, I like that shit. You mentioned Nate Diaz, he'll fight in a hallway for free, but you're not going to get paid the big bucks on a fucking pay-per-view to fight Nate Diaz. Fuck Gilbert Burns. Mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I mean. Yeah, fuck. Gilbert Burns, yeah, I mean, just because he beats Stephen, uh, yeah, yeah, it's for I, many. I'm not entirely reasons, on the fuck Gilbert Burns train, but
0: I want to say he was spitting straight facts about the Nate call out in general. Like, yeah. I I have been so like overwhelmingly annoyed with fighters over the in the, in the past like three or four years calling out Nate Diaz. Just anytime anyone does it, I'm like, why the guy doesn't fight unless he wants to, and he like will strategically fight. Like, it's 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 really simple. It's like Nate always believes in his mind that he's one win away from a title shot. Or, or a big big money fight. So he'll wait, like like Pettis knocked out uh, Wonderboy, and he was like, I'm gonna fight him. Let's get back in the game. I, I need to call out. Was he really wanted to call out Masvidal? He's like, I need to I need to get a fight. I need to get on the mic. I need to call out Mosbado. Does that calls out Mosbado? Like he said, who had just knocked out Ben Askren, and it was like, okay, that's this is the guy. And then uh, Leon, Edwards is like knocking on the door of the towel shot, pokes Bilal in the eye. I shouldn't say that, but (laughs) maybe he was like, I want to fight Leon because I want to steal what he has and get that title shot. Like this is how his mind works. And that's what the UFC does. And so, yeah, he's absolutely right. T-Cross is about the color. Like, and I, and I mean, there's a fine line, like you don't want to tell a fighter to like, not call out Nate Diaz. Like, you know, there's, there's a mentality of like, don't ask, don't get, or like, you know, close mouths, don't get fed, that sort of thing. Or as Jimmy Manuel, I say lions eat first, but
1: yeah. For me, Bro, I think that
0: historically, I, yeah, but go ahead.
1: Just don't, yeah. Don't, don't call out, Nate. You're going to, if you want that fight, he's going to come to you at some it, point. And even so
0: it's a waste. It's like, a, it's a waste it's, of a call out. It's like, absolutely. We've talked about it before. Yeah. how like you can waste a call. out, Like if, if you're an unranked fighter calling for a title shot, like that's a waste. Like,
1: And now that we've, and we've, we've watched, you know, a lot of these fights just kind of unfold over time. We just know as a baseline that the UFC doesn't make any sense ever you know what i mean like it, it really actually doesn't um i don't know why anyone would ever even try to argue that it does we're talking about um you know number jumping we're talking about superstardom we're talking about mic control we're talking about all that stuff all that stuff it doesn't make any sense i mean last yeah. night is a good example like look at what happened in the main which we're going to talk about i mean like come on like that makes no sense and now we're we were already talking about a, a a freaking you know uh what do you call it? a saga a quadrilogy whatever. oh yeah <laughs> and i just mean like, like quadrilogy like i think is the problem. it just never makes it just doesn't make any sense so like i said it's just like you know you can you can fight four people and be at the title or you can fight 12 people and still be ranked sixth it's just a very very strange thing i mean look at um chamiya right uh was the was the phenom, you know yeah Hamzat, coming up coming up boom Lee, he was gonna fight
0: a leon edwards who was ranked number three. three in the world
1: yeah it does it doesn't make any sense as we know ufc don't make sense so don't try to make it make sense gilbert burns call out someone just slightly above you which is kamar right. Usman, but you lost so let's go back it, jorge was I mean, a good call i think
0: yeah yeah that that's that's a better fight and and honestly like i would rather see him fight colby but i think usman wants to fight colby and um gilbert burns and kamara are both managed by ali so i don't think i need to draw the line there but fucking a Mm -hmm. uh thank you brad and and t cross for those questions um
4: i want to move on to
0: the fucking main event of the evening
1: what a uh, travesty. What a travesty. What a travesty. Well, what a travesty of, that
0: there is this narrative that could create a fourth fight because it was so uh, clear in my mind that he was getting absolutely fucked up. Two judges had it at 10 8 in the first round, and the one that had it at 10 9 is Sal Diamato. And if you look at his track record, the motherfucker's on some bullshit. So it really has, should have been 10 8s across the board.
1: I can't. I can't. I... I don't know. I haven't luckily like my time I don't follow or have a lot of followers on Twitter and stuff like that. So I don't have to worry about the Connor stands, but I know they're there. And that's what's <laughs> like, the second that it happened and the second that Connor was shouting about the doc, about the doctor uh, stoppage. Oh about, my god, dude. About Jolie being in his DMs, about everything. I just couldn't it just felt i just felt so bad and honestly it was funny i was texting juice uh, and a couple people and I, I i said class act and literally dustin poirier said you can kiss my whole asshole and i was yeah, like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can that's what's up He's like, um, everyone
0: booing you can kiss my whole
1: asshole <laughs> Oh, so good so funny. i i tweeted
0: that and i was like and i put it in quotes and i put you know quote dustin a true king and someone uh quote tweeted me and said well that's actually a jay-z quote and i was like it's a Dustin quote i don't give a fuck man i'm quoting what it's he actually, said last night it's
1: a, yeah exactly it's a whole no he was just what do you mean it's a jay-z quote you can say whatever exactly you want. <laughs> what do you t- it's a jay-z quote yeah if i said fuck you and put quote Fucking Mary Tyler Moore. Guess what? I can guarantee you should probably said that at some point. Yeah. Like, are you crazy? You don't think someone's ever said "kiss my whole asshole" before in their life, other than Jay Z?
0: I can put "Ooh wee ooh, I look just like Buddy Holly." Quote yeah. Weezer, and you could say, "Well, Buddy Holly may have said that also in his life."
1: Yeah, exactly. He originally said that. Like, what the hell? No, honestly. Anyway fuck that guy whoever said that i hope that guy can kick my ass too i hope the guy that said actually it was jay-z i hope it actually oh, was jay-z actually. i hope it was jay-z
0: on twitter <laughs> jay-z's burner uh that's a quote from me uh uh-huh. <laughs> by the Isn't way that's a pretty good <laughs> jay-z
4: uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. conor yeah. mcgregor got knocked the fuck out uh-huh, uh-huh. it's that's yeah, it's uh, that wasn't there
0: that, it's it's kind of there it's, i gotta work there, on but, it
1: uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so you let, like okay.
0: cars? I like cars. I'm gonna rhyme the same word. No,
3: nope. we, we got cars. You got cars. We're gonna yeah. rhyme with the same word.
0: Anyway, yeah. Okay, he keeps uh, saying that as much I lost like so it. The more just, I went going,
3: let's
1: just keep talking about how Dustin was whipping that ass. Like, what the whipping hell? What is anyone dude. even? He's whipping. He's whipping that ass. He. I mean, Connor. Those elbows
0: from top were so dude, nasty. Are you, dude,
1: are you crazy? You're gonna come at him? Yeah. I'm, uh, you know what? Let me just jump a guillotine jump uh, Connor mcgregor jumped a guillotine jumped it yeah you're crazy you're crazy
0: yeah and and we have a um uh, a question that i want to play in the, in the actual forum where they reference something uh conor earlier in the week was quoted as saying uh knockouts are the only thing i count submission doesn't really count and i was like okay dude and then he goes for a submission oh so sweet um but i do want to get to these questions questions. yeah so uh the homie phil the mma dude uh from the the split decision podcast at, at phil the mma dude says where does connor go from here it feels like the way he handled the loss on the ground along the cage saying he was going to kill dustin and speaking to dustin's wife that stuff was so low how many fans did it cost connor it's hard to see him being the same level of draw again this yeah. is a very interesting question and i and I have a lot of thoughts on it i'm gonna say my piece real quick and i'm gonna hand it over to you
1: yeah
0: i saw a tweet that i agree with and it was like honestly i don't know how anyone can still be a fan of this guy after hearing the absolute scumbag shit he was saying like what is wrong with you and then someone responded to that and they said if you think that his fans are going to be turned off by that, then you have not been following his career or something like that. And I was like, that is a very good point, but counterpoint to that. It has never been that bad. I mean, that's not true. I mean, he said like shit, like fucking Habib's wife is a towel and things like that. Uh, he's got really nasty before, but especially in, in the cage after a loss, he has never been that. Cause like Pete Connor was humble in a loss. Like when he like lost an A and he was like, respect to nate you know the you know he, i mean the habib we didn't really get to see because he fucking there was the brawl afterwards but even the floyd fight he was like "Ah, oh, i got tired or whatever like this was just absolute fucking whatever and like sometimes you got to give fighters a pass after a fight because like for for saying or doing wild shit because the adrenaline and all the crazy stuff that's going on and like this guy had his fucking leg broke and it's it's one of those things where like Chris had basically the same thing, even though Chris looked worse. Uh, was in absolute anguish and couldn't even talk. I have no idea how Connor was able to talk, and like I'm not, I'm not even bigging him up. I'm just like, this guy is not human. Like he's mentally broken, something like you know what I mean. To like not really be feeling the pain, be crying like, "Doctor, stoppage! Doctor, stoppage! Uh, I'm gonna kill him! I'm gonna, we're gonna go outside! I'm gonna finish this bollocks!" Like, bro he's absolutely on another fucking level uh, and, and like saying the shit that he did and and just like she's in me DMs hey baby you fucking hoe like that's fucking low so low and the fact that they like don't I mean it was pay-per-view but like the fact that you didn't get that off the air fucking disgusting and there's absolutely going to be a fourth fight I don't want it but there's absolutely going to be a fourth fight
1: ah <sighs> Yeah. I just, um, first of all, yeah, he's definitely not losing any fans in any way, shape or form at all. Um, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. And what's next for him? Um, let's go with, uh, well, I posted on Twitter yesterday. I think, uh, Jeremy Stevens and him need to kind of settle their beef. <laughs>
0: Dude, you should have tagged me in that. That's awesome. I would have smashed the fucking retweet on that. I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, I, I said that, that uh, Conor McGregor and Jeremy Stevens should um should fight International Fight Week.
0: <laughs> well, that was last night, kind of. Dude, yeah, Jeremy but, Stevens but, uh, is fighting next week. If he gets if he wins and gets on the mic and calls out Conor, I'm going to fucking oh, I love it. come. <laughs> Dude. Oh,
1: I'd love it if he was like, he's like, hey, Conor, Jeremy Stevens, that's who the fuck I am, and then just drops the mic, boom. Yeah. Hey, Connor, I'm that fucking guy. And yeah. then fuck, I'm who walks the away And yeah, and fucking yeah. takes his fucking jocks down and fucking takes yeah. a shit right in the takes middle of shit. the rain.
0: He's also fighting a guy named Mateus Gamrod, who's like 18 and one. <laughs> bro. <Perfect>. Yeah,
1: <laughs> bro. Jeremy's even about to get fucked up. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah, dude. but Um, but if he doesn't and he wins like i said perfect call out would be to he's he's got that power where he can kind of be an equalizer yeah and just tell tell connor that's who the fuck i am and then just be like well i'll fight you right now i'll fucking beat your broken leg off i'll beat you off (laughs)
0: i'll beat you
1: off dude anyway um yeah that's no uh, for real though um i don't know i guess it's not even exciting i get like nate and connor i suppose is probably going to be your next thing but just like i I don't think connor will shut up until he gets the rematch i don't think he'll fight anyone until he fights dustin so that's i don't care what anyone says what we think is going to be next for him what mentally is what connor is next for him is dustin poirier that's it there is no ifs ands or buts about that you can't have dana white convince him you can't have any check number does not matter
0: what is next for him right now is fucking surgery
1: yeah t- today
0: yeah the, the the here's the thing the train's going to move on the ufc are not going to wait for connor in that sense i mean when he comes back he probably will have his pick of the litter uh but as far as right now oliveira needs to defend they're going to get dustin and oliveira made that fight's going to be absolutely. made absolutely doesn't doesn't absolutely. matter that needs uh, that needs to happen then,
1: in november or december of this
0: year yeah and i think regardless of the result they're gonna make Connor versus the well, Connor versus Dustin four is what they're gonna do.
1: Well, dude, what if what if Charles wins? And then they're like, Oh, you know what, Dustin, you lost. Let's go Charles Connor. Oh, wouldn't oh, that if, be the most if, disrespectful if, shit if, of all
0: time? Yeah, if if they do that, I'm seriously gonna fucking boycott that pay-per-view. Like yeah. I'm absolutely not not even gonna I'll I'll watch the other fights, but I'll turn it off for for that. How annoying and then that just be? tell everyone on the podcast, hey, uh we're not don't fucking ask about that fight uh, or expect us to cover it because we're not. Like, I will yeah, cover definitely. all the other ones, but no, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think I mean, they Charlie will. Always, but, and I mean, Charlie's got a, a lot got of have to happen.
1: I mean, I, I think I mean, Dustin's, Dustin's got a, a lot of heart, and he's absolutely right 100%. And, and he was putting it on Connor. Um, and I, I just think that I think that the, the Oliveira and, and Dustin is going to be a good fight. I mean, it's going to be an amazing hope. fight. I mean, here's the thing. I don't want any other scenario. I love, I think Charles Oliveira is a great champion. I mean, granted, um, you know, he hasn't been it for very long. Um, just as far as like his record to climb to the top has been awesome. But man, Dustin getting the, that belt back would be so sweet.
0: So, But
1: sweet, what would be even sweeter is next year that uh, that quadrilogy happens and fucking he knocks out Conor McGregor in the beginning of the second round. And that's it. And then he retains the title and his first title defense is against Conor McGregor. And that's it. And he can do, honestly, I'd retire. I just be like, all right, I'm out. I got the belt. Right. I'm cool. Don't who else? Who else wants to come up here? Don't that's worry. it. That's it. Yeah. So that's, that's my thought on, on Conor's next move. Um, and yeah, it was a free. I mean, I know we got other questions, but I just yeah. about this. I just it's just I feel like we're gonna be similar to this one. So let's yeah. Get
0: to that. No, absolutely. Uh, so this next one from um, I love this uh, handle. This is Josh who posts stupid stuff. Uh, the ad is uh, at all dumb posts. Um, this homie Josh, he says, seems to be this narrative out there that Connor was winning the stand up. Maybe but rewatching it, it looks to me like Dustin rocked Connor with a right hand and Connor engaged the clinch, which led to the guard pole and then getting his head drilled into the canvas thoughts. Diamond forever. Love, love, love this question.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know who thought, saw like,
0: yeah. Okay. The, the, his timeline must be I, full of Connor fans. Cause like, I haven't really seen that, yeah, but the, like.
1: The only argument I could think of maybe that is maybe a cu- like a couple of those leg kicks like being a little bit more but not not 100 winning the the um the top game i mean dustin caught him a couple times up top they were both pretty evenly matched up 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 at the top i'm not gonna lie i think but once uh once they started moving in a little bit closer to each other and and dustin got within range i mean you know it just it's nothing yeah nothing to dustin
0: what josh said is exactly right dustin rocked connor Or he caught him with a good right hand, and Connor engaged the clinch, which led to the guard pull and the takedown. Exactly what fucking Connor was like, oh, first one to shoot is a dusty bitch. He didn't like shoot a double leg or a single leg. He didn't like shoot a takedown, but he he initiated the grappling sequence. That's what you call a dusty bitch. bitch. As a matter of fact, the name of this podcast is gonna be Connor McGregor is a dusty bitch.
1: Love it. Yeah, That's we're done. Exactly We've like named it's it. gonna be, but it's true. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know whose argument. Whose argument is that Connor was winning on the feet? Like what? Yeah. What and even if that was the case, like so what? Dustin threw him on the ground right. and started throwing those elbows. Right. Yeah.
0: Dude, I miss watching fights with you. Whenever like uh anyone would be like in the ground and pet situation, Leo would always be like, "Throw the bows." <laughs>
1: Throw I swear. The bows. It'd be the best. Ah, uh, so good life. all right uh, so, so yeah. thank you, Josh for it. no yeah, dude. The answer is no did yeah. did Connor win the the stand up like could he have an advantage stand up? He did not have an advantage nah. stand
0: up zero advantage, dude. <laughs> um, and then we have another Twitter question from one of my favorite people on the interwebs is Darren Carson at Bobby underscore dazzler sixty eight I've always wondered why it's sixty eight. Uh, because it's one shy of 69 and i wonder if that's sort of commentary anyway uh it could also be like his birth year or something i don't know um sure 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 and uh, he said connor's future best paid gatekeeper in the ufc fun fights only or still championship relevant this is such an interesting question because he should be the best paid gatekeeper that's 100%. all I am interested in for him. I, I'm not interested in him in the title picture. I'm, I'm not interested in him, him helping to add to the log gem that already is uh the title picture 155. But the way they've built his career and the way his like mentality is and mindset, there isn't anything that will make him not be a champion. Like, you know, not try to get title fights is what, what I'm saying. Not that he's like yeah. a champion, but um
1: Connor is designed like the first year of a relationship he's designed to be really spectacular and then all of a sudden in the second year you're like what the fuck am i doing with this person that's exactly what connor is designed as well wow. he is and guess what ladies and gentlemen the honeymoon phase is all over nobody cares he's he his his the way that the ufc has designed this fighter is literally designed on the spectacular. Boom, pow, dust. Yeah. That's it. And guess what? Last night, his ankle, mm, dust. Mm, ankle, dust. Turn to dust. It turned to dust. And now we have such a long recovery period for him. I mean, well, maybe not because freaking Chris Whiteman looks like a goddamn cyborg walking around kicking shit now. I'm like, what? I swear to God. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just saying that Connor, Connor's, the way the UFC has designed this person is designed of not longevity yeah he's designed he's designed do- design as, as a shooting star and that's okay that's all fine and at the end of the day you can still fucking hang around with the shooting star as like a number 15th right or uh, another number 10 ranked fighter that's coming in and knocking conor mcgregor out easy done yeah we love you con look I, we don't love you connor that was that we don't but... thank you thank you for what you did for the sport right the gate title Time is to go out. get yeah see title is not and if it is in your future you better have been one humble ass motherfucker at, at, at somehow we're talking like, yeah, this is at le- the title fight is at least six fights away f- from you. At least at the very least of you like recovering, becoming a better human being, which at this point, you're already pretty much set in your ways and you already made all the money. It's already done. It's are done. Dude.
0: So talked home. about recently.
1: Bum, <laughs> Bum McGregor, Bum, Bum
0: McGregor. There's only Bum Conor McGregor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dude, someone pointed this out a few weeks ago. I don't know what what the situation is now, and obviously it's going to change come Monday morning when they update the rankings. Conor McGregor was at one point, uh, when this person was mentioning this, the sixth ranked lightweight, and they still had him on the pound for pound list. Hey, man, what the fuck is that about? The pound for pound list? is like by default already comprised of champions there's at least 10 weight classes i think with the addition of some there may be 11 or so so that means like you have a couple of random spots of like former champions you better be picking like number one contenders like there's no fucking way he's a pound for pound and then somehow number 6 flyweight like the guys about like benny Darius and uh fucking chandler even like above him not on the but somehow he's more worthy of the power balance like what the fuck is that logic even the ufc is like sucking this guy's we already yeah. talked
1: about it we talked. it doesn't make sense
0: bro what a fucking twist this would be the the like absolutely insane connor fans on the on the timeline the the stands what if those are all fucking burner accounts from the ufc executives <laughs>
1: What if they oh, literally,
0: the rankings committee are the, what, dude, what if the fucking rankings committee is Connor stands Like literally, like literally the ones that are on Twitter, like the annoying ones. <laughs> Can you imagine bro? MMA baller makes the rankings. <laughs> we've been knowing that. Uh, anyway. I mean, they, we've been knowing that the rankings are shit, but like the concept of them being run by literal trolls is just like, <laughs> I can't even dude.
1: Uh, well Uh, that was oh that was the last question on
0: that was the uh, last question in regards to the the fights that we're going to talk about um Uh, so
1: so ladies and gentlemen great great fight card last night amazing Um, fight card you know prelims had a good amount of violence like i said i think it was a good ebb and flow of violence it was a nice roller coaster of it um very big highs very small very very great pacing yeah it was it was good and i think and the commentary team was pretty good this time around like i, I didn't hear dc or Brogan say anything too crazy or outlandish um and you know Onik with the sa- Onik and with the with the salmon suit and, oh uh, and the, the, and the drip and the interesting... never
0: takes a back seat with it doesn't My and, God. The,
1: and the interesting. Um, uh, interview transition or the microphone transition between megan Olivia and lauren senko were very interesting to me um so but overall i mean dude you know. can you
0: imagine there are people out there fucking incel dudes who think it is a good idea to say you have to decide who is more hot megan O'Levy or laura senko no you don't First of all, the idea that their attractiveness somehow determines their worth is a big fuck you to to them, and it's me saying fuck you to those people making that. Secondly, imagine thinking you have to choose. They're yeah, fucking both goddesses. Like, what the yeah, actual fuck are choose. people on, dude? I don't I'd know. be lucky
1: to make eye contact with either one of them.
0: Yeah, dude. Exactly, dude. You couldn't even like. I'd be lucky to breathe the same air as as one of them. Let alone like thinking I have to choose. Fuck out of here with that.
1: Yeah. All right, so that's a good way to stop uh, and then we can go uh, into the forum.
0: And we're back. Uh, First question is from the homie T-Cross who you heard from earlier. And here's what he has to say.
3: <sighs> That's a shitty way to end the fight. But after Connor's post-fight interview, they uh, the commentators are talking like, "Oh, we're gonna see them go again." Does anybody really want to see that? I mean, yeah, the, the the fight ended in a freak way. But Connor landed some some strikes on the feet. Couldn't stop the takedown. Dustin dominated on the ground. The, if they fight ten more times, the fight goes exactly that way. Uh, the other 10 times um I, I don't think connor has enough power at 155 to put dustin asleep and he doesn't have good enough take take down de- defense to stop dustin from doing what he wants there so i don't see that fight playing out any other way any other time they fight do you guys want to see them fight a fourth time or is it time to move on from that thanks
0: great question and i hate to just give a short answer no zero interest in that and i one hundred percent agree with everything he just said. If they fight ten more times, same result. Doctors, stop um, it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude,
0: it's the same way the fight played out is exactly how it would play out.
1: For me, um, honestly, here's here's my like circumstance of how my brain works. Um, I would like to watch them fight one more time, but only if it could happen like next week. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like that's like my interest of
0: them in like two or three years for me it has to be
1: yeah something like it's either has to be like really like a the turnaround has to be so fast that you're not even hyping the fight don't do any of the narrations don't do anything just get them in the ring like like honestly i'd like to watch them as not a main event as like a prelim fight you know like just to get it over with like that's what i'm saying like that's all I'm not saying that they would ever do that. I just mean like the way that my brain works for it as far as how much I want it to happen is like, I mean, would I watch a fourth fight? Yes. But will I like, would I prefer that it happens next week? A hundred percent. Will I watch a fourth fight at the end of the year? If they try it? Absolutely not. I'm like, I mean, I will, I just, I don't, I'm just not in it. I just don't really give a shit. So no. Yeah. The
0: only, the only way I'm interested in the fourth fight is if like, somehow Dustin ended up in the hospital to like have his stuff checked out just to make sure. And they're like, oh man, we ran out of amnesia to do Connor's surgery. Dustin, can you come knock him out really quick? And then he just goes over there and just puts him to sleep.
1: Okay, so he did he run out of uh, anesthesia or did he run out of amnesia? Which one? Did I say amnesia? You did. (laughs) I mean, he also gave Connor amnesia as well. (laughs) He
3: definitely gave Connor. Amnesia.
1: Yeah, he gave Conor amnesia so much That in the ring he kept saying My foot oh, was a balloon
3: Oh, so dude!
1: <laughs> my, my foot is a balloon Dude,
0: imagine if he had lost And thought it was Khabib Like he was like, that little rat That little Dagestan rat <laughs> <laughs> Like what? It's Dustin Poirier <laughs> That little peanut I knocked him out in 2014 What is this?
3: <laughs> wow, that would be amazing
0: <laughs> Bring that stupid hat over here Joe Rogan, take off the hat He's like, what? I'm bald. What's
1: happening? I'm bald. And I'm also sitting down next to you. Right, exactly.
0: You. Imagine Joe Rogan like, dude, the, the, the like, leaning Cuddling. against the cage. like, <laughs> cudd- Ah, dude. There's times so when it was bad. endearing. Like when when Sean O'Malley, before Sean O'Malley was a fucking stupid. Uh, when he had like broke his ankle against Andre Sukumtad. And uh, Joe Rogan was like interviewing him from the yeah. floor. That was kind of cool. It was like, all right, you know, that's, that's cool. For Joe to like get in on him and be like let's yeah. do this I'm i was like
1: a, yeah i'm here with a loser yeah that's it it was <laughs> so great that's so great all right let's uh let's go to the next question because what if connor was, was just the like now.
0: <laughs> the thing i like about dustin poirier is that i keep getting older and he stays the same age yes he does oh he
1: knocked you into into the McConaughey phase he was just of, of so amnesia. dazed and
0: confused.
1: Yeah, got it. He knocked him into the McConaughey phase of, of amnesia. <laughs> I see. I got it. That's <laughs> a that's a tough Carter's phase like, to get into. All
0: right, all right, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, time is a flat circle.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um true
1: detective reference if anyone watches that yeah. show.
0: Never seen it.
1: You should watch the first season because they're really um, good in it. Okay. I know that. All right, let's get yeah, going.
0: I know you know. I just figured let's cut to the chase. Um, can't wait to play this next question. And it's from Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Subjuice, Juice, Sub Leo, it's Ty from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. Yeah, I can say that now. <laughs> well, first off, Fuck Conor McGregor Yeah I said it <laughs> um, My question to you guys is Regarding him After that big break, leg break Excuse me Do you believe he's done Do you believe he chases the Nate Diaz trilogy Or does he retire Let me know what you guys think Love the show
4: Later Peace
0: Before I even answer this or I'll let you take it first the little devious laugh after saying fuck conor mcgregor was everything that i needed I like, yeah that's right i it said was it great. <laughs> oh fucking perfect yeah. i love Ty. I, I um
1: the next thing like that i would be okay with is like maybe like a dp video of him anti devlin and maybe some other no uh, <laughs> um, no my um uh well that took a really weird turn yeah. uh my m- no my real my thing i would be okay with i guess is probably nate is, is like yeah logistically it's probably the one thing i'd be like all right that's fine now you can build that up for me but yeah that's about it that's probably what's next i, I can't I, first of all i don't see retirement not yet at least um Nate is definitely up there for me. I think that's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, for for me, uh, I kind of just want him to retire. Like, yeah, I get it. The longer he stays, the worse it's going to get, dude. It's it's just Satter's it's, it's get, not yeah. even yeah. Um, so so yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. Ty. Um, the the front kicks and throw cuddles is the name of his new podcast. I just started, so you guys should go check that out. And. Another podcast you should check out is called Combat Sports with Rhino. The homie uh, Rhino does amazing interviews and great fight breakdowns. Uh, Here is his question.
5: Hey, Juice and Lee, what's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast? So we got to watch Carlos Condit and Max Payne Griffin last night. It was, um, as a fan of Carlos Condit, it was kind of tough to watch at times. I mean, he had his moments, but for the most part, really, Max Payne Griffin was just the better fighter in there last night. Again, I'm a huge Carlos Condit fan. I have been forever. The, The thing that made me kind of think about it was like, you know, my favorite fighter of all time is Chuck Liddell and we had to watch like a real rapid decline in him. You know, he lost like six of his last seven or something like that. Um so who was somebody you guys were a big fan of who, you know, had their successes in the UFC or an MMA, uh, in a different organization. And then uh, for somehow, whatever it was age or injuries or whatever happened, um, they had a real steady decline and, or, or, a real rapid decline either way. And it sucked to watch. So love to hear you guys' answers. Love the show. Talk to you later.
0: Love this question.
1: Yeah. One, one that sticks out for me, um, not that it sucks i just thought he had a lot of potential as far as like what was happening um this is just like recent um i thought james vick would have done really well and that went downhill real fast like that as a fighter like you know he got himself up there he was talking he was, he was doing pretty good and then just like as soon as he got to like the elite it just kept Ooh. getting worse and worse so and worse worse and then yeah he he like that skid was like right off the UFC roster <laughs> so yeah he skidded um,
0: all the way off and then also got knocked on the original scene
1: yeah yeah so that, that 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 one for me I think I remember when he won his uh I can't remember which fight it was I think it was like his third or fourth fight in the UFC maybe um and then he was like calling people out and I was like okay this kid's got it and then I think I mean pretty much the decline The decline started with uh Justin Gaethje like
0: I think I might have been before that, but it definitely no, no, I, no. I think that is where it started. Yeah, yeah. He was never the same after that gate chief fight, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's a that's a great answer. Mine, I have two. So you, your James Vick answer made me think of Jimmy Manua. Mm. It was very similar, like bad knockouts, like the Rackage one, which I think was the catalyst for him retiring. Rackage hit him with this like one-two head kick combo uh, as Jimmy was moving backward that made his head bounce off the canvas it was so hard to watch man and I I really am a fan of, of Jimmy Manua. that that shit was very hard to watch um and that was sort of like a pretty steady decline because I think it was like four fights in a row getting knocked out so it was like boom 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 like Kept yeah. going. But when I first heard the question, and I let you go first because I thought you might have said this one. Um, my the first one I thought of was bisping. And it wasn't, it's it's not even that bad. Like it could have been way worse. But the quickness of like how like high he was to then where he kind of fell from, like getting to the point of like knocking Luke Rockhold out for the belt and being the champion of the world after all that time and had at his age, defending it against Dan Henderson which I still think was I'm fine with that. It was a really hard fight though. And then he comes back after a year and change and fights GSP. No shame in losing to the greatest of all time. Let's be fair, but it was hard to see him lose. And then takes a fight on three weeks notice, like right after that and, and fights Calvin Gaslam and gets badly knocked out. And that was really hard to watch. And so there was a period of a few months where he said he may come back and fight Rashad Evans and certain things were thrown around. And I was like, Holy fuck, man, please don't. And then he announced his retirement on his podcast. I was like, thank you, God. Like he saved yourself from like really not like selling your career, but like doing sort of like, I don't know. And if, if you were, if anyone was a BJ Penn fan, it would be like that, like would BJ Penn did like, that's fucking where I thought Mike might have been heading just because he was fighting for so long. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Um, great question, Rhino. That was such a great question. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, for the voice questions, before we move on to the, the voice mails from the FSP hotline, um, we got one for my, my homie, uh, D-Crons.
5: Hey, Juicy Juice. Leo, how are you doing, my brothers? Uh, fun night of fights. Uh, Just glad to have him back again last weekend. Sucked just like watching people scrap. I wanted to hear your thoughts on um the UFC and you saw the switching stances on marijuana and how happy this is all gonna make us. And the fights that may be overturned as a result of it. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, love you dudes can't wait to listen to the podcast i fucking feel like i was hit by a garbage truck i'm just gonna lay here and wait until you
0: put the pod out love you boys take it easy much love to you d crons he what he's alluding to about being hit by a truck he had the second uh, dose of the vaccine uh um, recently and that's was uh is is rough and i can speak from experience um uh,
1: it's a good, great question. First of all, love it. Yeah, um, I do
0: want to clarify. As far as I know, I think it's been several months that USADA, maybe even a year at this point, where USADA took the stance they did uh, about uh, taking cannabis off the ban list, or at least like raising the threshold. But what recently got announced was the Nevada State Athletic Commission saying they they don't uh, count it again because because with USADA. Like they're the governing body for drug testing for the UFC, but they still have to answer the commissions and certain things. Like USADA, for a while, had stricter uh, requirements or whatever, stricter um guidelines than most of the commissions but they still had to answer like it happened for courtney casey in texas a while ago where um usada cleared her of her post fight drug test but texas was like no she has elevated levels of testosterone or whatever it was like so weird um and so that was the case uh nsac and, and nevada state athletic commission Being lenient is a big fucking deal, dude. These are the people that gave Nick Diaz five years. So first of all, they owe Nick Diaz a fucking retroactive apology. And I think I've said before, like he ended up getting that reduced and he still didn't even fight within five years. Still hasn't fought. He's supposed to be fighting Robbie Lawler, which I'm excited about. But uh, we don't know if that's confirmed. Like. The fact that it's now legal or what have you is amazing and i don't know if mm-hmm. uh people are going to get their their fights overturned because i think i think people knew that it was really strict in in nevada so that they didn't have a lot of you know things going on like even sean o'malley who uh smokes a ton of weed granted he got popped for fucking osterine from usada but uh he never got popped for weed uh and fought in vegas a bunch of times so um there's that but yeah, dude, I'm just I'm just super stoked. But I wish I had more specific commentary on it, decrons But I just it it's so awesome, and and the fact that that's we're moving into that era is just so like I, I can't even tell you how excited it makes me, how, how happy I am. Yeah,
1: it's it's good progress for the entire company, the organization, for all the fighters moving forward. It's it's great for everyone. I mean, so many of the fighters have like their you know CBD sponsors and stuff like that, and yeah, you know, so like there's a lot of different. um great avenues that this can go down and uh yeah it's for just a little plant so all right good job can't wait to see more people getting high before they fight can't wait to see more people fight high it's great
0: i love it all right this uh next question is from the homie pat tobin from right. all the way down under in oz yeah no, no. We fucking love Pat here at the Friendly Sparring Pat uh, Podcast. I almost said Patcast. Yeah, this Patcast, is the this is the Patcast, love. the 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 podcast where we talk about Pat Tobin. <laughs> yeah,
1: Friendly Sparring. Pat. Imagine
0: if I named it, they'd be like people that maybe haven't listened before. They're be like, "Who's Pat Tobin?" Well, no, he's find fucking out great. This episode you're of this podcast. <laughs>
2: Boys, how are you? Uh, happy belated birthday, Leo. Happy had a good week last week, mate. And juice, hope you're doing well. Um, What an ironic night of fights I thought plenty of ironic moments We had uh, Jessica I getting a, another eye In the middle of her forehead We had <laughs> Greg Hardy getting knocked out By someone who comes out to the Spice Girls Which I thought was fantastic We had Connor going for a submission After he told the submissions didn't count And we had Connor going out on a stretcher After he promised that's what he'd do to Dustin uh, But my question this week is on um, trash talk yeah, Connor, Connor obviously went Quite far with his trash talk with Dustin's Wife and Dustin says it's all all Fair and love and war uh, but where Should the boundaries be on trash talk is it Is it open slather is it everything okay or uh, Is there certain things which are just Off limits I uh, understand It it's, can be good to build the fight But you know it's getting pers- uh, Personal going too far at times Let us know your thoughts um, and Yeah what a great night of fights really enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: I love, love this fucking question. But first of all, I want to say something that he, which we forgot to mention when we got caught up in the shoey with fucking Taito Avasa. The fact that he walked up to the Spice Girls, dude. And, and I listened to it again this morning. I watched the, rewatched the walkout. The fucking, the tell me what I want, what I really, really want. I was like, I think I was like, I want to fucking, I want you to knock out Greg Hardy. Uh, Ty yeah, like always does again. that. I don't know if he's walked out to Spice Girls specifically before, but he's walked out to My Heart Will Go On uh, from Titanic with Celine Dion. He's walked out to Shania Twain song before. He does this. And so like like I said, I was watching him with my dad sort of like via text and he was texting me. He was like, "Uh, Spice Girls? I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy does this. So it didn't even register to me. And then people were saying like the fact that he got knocked out by someone who wanted Spice Girls is like, yes dude especially like they were one of the bands that used to say like girl power they used to always say that so oh that was so fucking delicious dude
1: uh yeah and and to his uh to his to his question um oof. this one's hard for me um there is a limit there's a limit but at the same time like it just it just depends on how you you trash talk to someone like someone had just like passed or something like that. There's like time and sensitivity of that stuff that you've got to kind of like say, Oh, like, you know, like, like, could you imagine if, you know, you know, Connor and Khabib had fun, and be like, Oh, that's why your dad died. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just things that are just a little bit more like, okay, well, that's uh, that's just a little bit too personal um, for me, but also someone even pointed out as well. Someone's like Connor keeps saying that Jolie pe- appeared in her in his DMS, but like someone was like, Hey, I don't really give a shit about it because if you're not showing what the message sent, then it means nothing to us. It actually exactly. means nothing. It just says message request. So, with that being said, whatever it says, we need to see what it says. Connor, show what it says.
0: Okay, uh, I can tell you. Ex- I, I can't tell you exactly what it says, but I, there's not a doubt in my mind it was about her reaching out about the fucking charity because she handles the Good Fight Foundation, and he promised he would donate, and he didn't. So that's exactly what that was. So yeah, hey.
1: yeah. So so with that being said, I just think that there's a way of doing trash talk. I mean, like you know, Chael with the lead up of uh to to Tito uh, the Tito Ortiz fight. I mean, that was pretty brutal, but that was funny. I mean, that's hard. You know, what I mean, like obviously he attacked his ex wife, but I mean,
0: that's actually one of my favorite Chael lines, and it it was very much was out of line, but the fact that he said it. The fact that he was like, "Well, the only one that's getting jobs because of their mouth is Cheeto's ex-wife, being Jenna I mean, Jameson." So, and people started to comment, like the room got uncomfortable, and then Chell just goes, "That was a nasty line by me."
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like the fact that he acknowledged it—that's why it's one of my favorites. He's like, "That was a filthy line by me." And then J- Jenna later on Twitter saying, "He was right. I was cool. I'm cool with it because he is exactly right. I did make money with my mouth or whatever." I was like. Respect her, but I mean, to to, to answer his question and to his point, this is something that I I, I have a weird stance on because it's one of those things where I've acknowledged that I don't think it can be black or white because I, in general, am anti-censorship. I think people should be able to say whatever the fuck they want, when the fuck they want. However, I'm very much against people saying the N-word. I'm very much against racial slurs in general, like for for all races, uh, like I'm I'm against the word that rhymes with the early stage of a larva that starts with an M, but that's not the word. It starts with an F. Anyway, I should have just said. Got it. Thank whatever. you. got it. Yeah. You got I'm very it. much against those things, so I can't can't even say like for sure that I'm anti-censorship because of that because of that caveat. So when you have that disclaimer, you can't just say I'm anti-censorship. Like I I can't say oh yeah I'm for trash talk because I am. Like I'm not one of those guys that like doesn't like oh they should be respectful like dude some trash talk is fucking great and like yeah. I, I mentioned this earlier um Pat whenever he sends questions and and I encourage people to do to do this if you don't like the other methods uh he will record it on his own like uh on a file and then email it to us and so the attachment he titled it trash talk me bro and I was like does he want us to fucking roast him I was like I don't know if I can do that he's such a nice guy uh dude. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm pro trash talk, but I'm very anti bringing wives and children and family members into it. Like you just don't fucking do that. You don't. And it's like you said, like, there have been times when fighters have done it in the past, and I haven't even taken extreme issue with it because of how they've handled it or how it was received. Like, I, it's something i can't say is black and white this my, is my point but the way connor was doing it especially in the cage on the broadcast doing it fucking lowest of the low yeah like, completely uncalled for not even apropos not
1: even trash talk really at that point
0: yeah exactly and that's the thing too like throughout throughout connor's career and like you and i both said like we used to be fans and we fell way off and now we're very anti-connor like there have been times when he maybe has gone a step too far or has like pushed the limit like when he was saying to, to jose aldo like brazilians took extreme issue with this when he was like if this was a different time i would invade his favela on horseback and kill everyone who was not fit to work but we're in a new time and i'm gonna whoop his ass in july like that to me at the time was like that's a fucking great line but
1: yeah there are, 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 yeah telling yeah it. Yeah. Telling Jose, like, sit on my lap. I- I'm his daddy. Like yeah. tell him I'm his daddy. Like that's, that's fun. But yeah, just that, what was it? What was in the ring last night was certainly not trash. talk. it was exactly desperation.
0: It was Spewing desperation. It, man's mouth. it was like, it was one of the, like, dude, you shouldn't interview fighters after a KO loss. You shouldn't interview fighters after a doctor stoppage from a nasty leg break. The yeah. guy has like adrenaline and like the 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 kind of adrenaline that overrides pain sensors is a different level of adrenaline adrenaline. That that was so bad. That was so bad not only on Connor's part, but it on the UFC's part and, and Joe to like keep going. Oh yeah. I like I, I can't even i'm getting like mad thinking about it because it like literally was so disgusting it was decussing some people may get that reference like 13 people maybe um thank you pat for that amazing amazing question and the second amazing amazing question comes from a long time friend of the podcast mma catfish
4: hey julio babies, mma catfish hey I am sorry for your loss. We all love Wonder Boy, Wonder Man. Let's face it, damn fucking boy. Ridiculous nickname. Anyhow, ah, I mean, it was pretty clear decision last night. Um, Burns did a really good job. Wonder Man, certainly not a washed up. I know people going to be saying shit like that. He's a great fighter. But then sometimes game plan's too much, or maybe, you know, weight's too much. Uh, and that can end up having some not great fights. So I guess what I'm asking is where do you see them going from here, both Wonder Man and Gilbert Burns? Uh, and are we putting Burns back in for a title shot? It's ranked number two and just beat number four. Or what do you think, guys?
0: I FMP. Very, very quickly. I do not want to see Gilbert Burns back in the title picture right away. Yeah, o- only if someone else wins the title, which I don't see happening. Um, I don't want to see a rematch with Kamara that quickly, uh, unless he's really, really earned it. And like, Kamara is already at a point because of the like. Long road he had to take to get a tile shot. He's already beaten a lot of the elite of the division. So, like, what's mostly in his future is a bunch of rematches. But there are still a few fresh matchups lately, and I really want to save that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I mean, for yeah, for Gilbert, I guess, like I said, the only one that really kind of makes more sense is um, I don't hear it. Um, the only reason, the only one that makes sense is um, obviously Jorge. Um, I think Jorge Masvidal is a good one for Gilbert. Um, and then for steven um i don't know i guess go back to the drawing board fight i don't know i don't know i
0: still want to see wonder boy versus leon edwards is it crazy that's to fine. say yeah, that that's like, cool with me no, i do want good. leon to get a saddle shot but at the same time i have I, I have such an interest in that fight yeah that's a
4: good
0: um, one too another one i would love to see um but uh, I'm 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 very much a proponent of Darren Till being a middleweight now. I did not like when he was a welterweight missing weight, and he missed weight against Wonderboy like very badly. Um, like I will I want to see that rematch because I still I still think Wonder Boy won, dude. I don't know. Oh, but uh, yeah, great uh, great question, MMA Catfish. He's the man. Okay, this is a great question coming up right now. This is from a faithful listener.
4: What is up Juice and Leo? It is the MMA Filthy Casual. It is a glorious day and I am bathing in salty Irish tears. Earlier in the week, I saw some comments that Juice made online essentially saying that he doesn't believe that split decisions should ever be a thing. Now, Murky and subjective feels 100% on brand for MMA to me, and I can't imagine living in a world where controversial split decisions don't exist. So I've been dying to ask, what changes would you make to the current scoring and judging that would essentially prevent split decisions from ever being a possibility? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much. Hope you're both having a great day.
0: Oh, the fucking motorcycle Right as I was about to talk. I know you can't hear it, but...
1: I can't. Yeah, when split decisions happen, uh, potato sack race.
0: (laughs) Dude, this gets me so fucking heated, dude. First of all, you you actually gave me an idea that I wasn't even thinking about. But secondly, Mm -hmm. I want to give a shout out to to Filthy Casual. She just got some of our merch. Just going to say it. You look like an absolute dime in that fucking merch. Amazing, amazing. Um, Dude, this question. So, what she's alluding to is I made a tweet saying, one of my pet peeves is that when people are doing their picks, like you and I do your picks, and like, I just like to pick the winner, but like a lot of people really are like big on picking the method. And someone's like, I pick this person to beat the other person via split decision. It drives me up a fucking wall. And here's why is because a split decision is something that can exist under the current criteria of the, uh, of the unified rules and the, and the judging criteria that we have. And that's perfectly normal for it to happen. But the reason it happens is when one judge disagrees, it is not by any means, uh, like indication of like something that should have happened in the fight. Like it's often a a instance of, of one judge being on some bullshit. So... uh, I get that, like, uh, and, and it's usually when people predict it, it, it's because it's a close fight. There are plenty of fights that are scored a unanimous decision that are still close fights. And I just think we should, like, as a community move away from from doing that. Like, just say by decision. You don't even have to say unanimous horse, but just say by decision. It's going to go to the cards. It's going to go to the distance. That's what I would like, personally. Again, I'm mentally ill, but at the same time, like, can you see the logic even a little bit? Like, it, you shouldn't have, like, oh it gets me so mad but
1: i agree i think i think at the very least on the broadcast just change it to by decision
0: yeah um well i mean if 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 it is an actual split decision i want to know like i want to know what judge is the fucking dissenter um i just mean people's i literally just mean like fans like people doing their picks like it drives me uh, up the wall however <laughs> You just gave me an idea. So I have so many of these to to change the judging criteria. Mm -hmm. One of them being pride rules. Other one being add more judges, both those things. I mean, the pride rules is like a little bit harder, but the add more judges could be done right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as um, what we want to do with a split decision, because I didn't even think of it that way until you said potato sack race do what they do on the ultimate fighter, have an extra round. That's a sudden death round. If you okay. have a fucking split decision, it's like, okay, we're going to add this other round. If if the judges aren't agreeing and we can't get a unanimous decision, let's do another round. And if depending on how that round is scored, I'm not saying like keep adding rounds. And I know, by the way, I also know that's not really uh, plausible because they have the fights Sequenced out to a T, like this person knows they're fighting at 6 30 This person knows they're fighting at seven. They're they're like spaced apart, um, but that would be what I would like to see, just so that we can get a unanimous decision. Because the problem is like, the judges should not be disagreeing, and 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 like she said, murky and subjective feels one hundred percent on brand for MMA. When she phrased it that way, I was like, well, making me feel like an asshole, but like it's so true, it's so true, um, but like no don't don't normalize split decisions We're, we should not be normalizing split decisions i don't You're like right. it all right all right and that is all let me just double check my notes here i'm pretty sure that's all the voice slash audio questions that we have for this podcast um and then i want to move into the twitter forum because we do have a few now we have a a fair amount from the homie kim Close, and he sent like 10 questions uh what leo and i are going to do we're going to do rapid fire and uh leo can you pull up the the forum so that we can kind of take turns yes uh so i'm going to start number one he said Favorite MMA quote from 2021 and why? I'm gonna say right now, my favorite quote is uh, Greg Hardy saying, "Pick, vote, uh, bet on Tavares" when he was me- meaning tied to Ivasa. That mean, shit is already. You in said? My did head. you
1: say Derek Lewis or Greg Hardy? Did
0: I say, I think I said Derek Lewis. Okay, you might
1: say Greg Hardy.
0: But I was thinking when he was like Greg Hardy talking a lot of shit, so bet on Tavares. He spelled it like Tavuras. Oh, dude, like that. That's it great. It's so good. There are other uh, better quotes, but that's mine. Okay, you go number two.
1: Okay, number two. Can anyone translate what Connor said to Rogan? Uh, I don't speak cunt. <laughs> uh, seriously, you talk about a fall from grace. Yeah, it's pretty much just uh, me legs a balloon. That's it.
0: Uh, number three. Also, why are y'all sending Taitui Vasa new shoes and alcohol for his community service, knocking Prague Farty out? <laughs> Bro, just like fucking Bryce Mitchell got a sponsor from an underwear company after he uh blooded up his underwear by drilling one of his nuts off almost. Uh Titus Avassa absolutely needs a shoe sponsor. Like, make it happen. 100 percent Izzy got fucking Puma, like, dude, make it happen. You go.
1: Uh conda uh number four, conda only fans. Who says no? Not us.
0: Exactly. We're We're all about it. I, I will literally subscribe. Uh by the way if you listen to this podcast and you have an only fans let me know i want to check it out uh yep. quickly okay. uh number five it says nah but seriously does carlos retire or what dude i no. sadly do want carlos to retire yeah i do
1: no stay in all right number six <laughs> fave can't be mainstream animal anime of all time that's hard for me to say can't be mainstream um Wow, there's a lot of good mainstream. Uh,
0: for for <laughs> like, me, the goat is Dragon Ball Z, but he said not mainstream. I'm going to say Yu Yu Hakusho.
1: Good choice. Uh, one Punch Man. I mean, even though it's still mainstream, it's good. I love it's it. kind of not. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, number seven. Why was Black Widow white? The clue is in the name. Nothing against her, brilliant actress, but opportunity <laughs> lost. No. You know what's funny? It's like. Yeah. Scar- Scarlett Johansson has had like a few roles like that, like Ghost in the Shell. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, even though the way that is written, it's not meant to be any race, so it's kind of like weird that people took issue. Um, Black Widow is about the network of widows that the guy had, uh, who is like an evil fucking. By the way, one of the best villains in the MCU right now, uh, Drake Drakeoff. Uh, they're Russian. Like her name is Natasha yep. Romanoff. So I just, like, um, I mean, not that black Russians don't exist. I mean, I don't really know a ton, or, or like, it would be whatever. But um, that's kind of why that's like the lore of the character, and uh, she's Russian. So there you go. You go number eight.
1: Number eight. Oh well, I didn't even see there's show of Number eight. What is next for Wonderboy Boy and Burns? Um, I don't know what's next for Wonderboy. Boy and for Burns. I guess that Jorge Masvidal is probably the one that makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. Number nine, what's your favorite TV series and why is it Normal People? Um, it's not Normal People. Um, is Normal People the one, or is that Ordinary People? Or, was Normal People the one where fucking Michael Chiklis was the dad and it was like a family and they had superpowers? That shit was a fucking great show and, and should not have been canceled so. after one Maybe. season. Uh, I think it was. I think that actually that was. Uh, but no, my uh, favorite uh, TV series is um, I Think You Should Leave.
1: Wow. Yeah. I'm. I'm there with you. Yep. One hundred percent. That's wow. it. I was thinking. I was trying to think of a bunch of shows, but I just dude, saw the, the second the, season. The, the second
0: season. It's so fucking good. How about the ghost house sketch? That's the. I keep the like whole thing. To, oh, yeah, I was crying, dude.
1: Yeah. I was the whole thing. I mean, yeah, the whole all thing. All of it is just well done. So yeah, yeah. I, I, if anyone hasn't watched it, I recommend watching it. And if you don't think it's funny, just get funnier. Yeah. Um, exactly. Get
0: a sense of humor if you don't think. it I think it should live as funny.
1: And number 10, did that I've, Paul guy YouTuber dude I have
0: triples of the Barracuda? Uh
1: oh yeah. Because <laughs> if you said that it would we're not yeah. gonna do every sketch. Yeah. Um okay, did the Paul guy YouTuber dude just become a hero because he's fighting for fighter pay? Um, I mean, whoever made that that did you see the Connor chain that he got made? Oh my like God, him falling asleep with so the Michael in his hand? That's funny. Um, you know, everyone fighting for fighter pay is gonna be our hero, so. I'm happy that someone with a platform saying it and calling Dana White out, but you know, we already know that that's, you know, neither here nor there. We need a, um, what do you call it? Um, that's never going to happen, but we need more, more advocating for it. Uh,
0: okay. Last one. He says how much this is, uh, he's linked the tweet from another gentleman named Kyle Kaleidoscopic. Um, it says, how much do you reckon they would charge me to sit and watch Jolie peg Dustin? Uh, that's not enough, because cool, I would fucking cool, watch that, dude. Yeah, that's a I mean, cool that. 2000 I, I have a feeling uh, he is uh, trying to kink shame with that, but hey.
1: No, 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 no. Read the question again. Not how much he would have to pay, how much they would charge him to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's but not I don't think shame. he wants to watch it. I think he's just trying I mean, to make wouldn't. that joke. Yeah, but how I much? I mean, I hope. They charge not, 10, 10
1: grand. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, i don't know if I i'm gonna start a that, go fund me right now
1: yeah <laughs> put the installments
0: all right um fucking a all right so next question is from callum at callum underscore jn again patron of this podcast great opportunity now to shout out the patrons of this podcast which is just callum right now if you want to be a patron go to patreon.com slash friendly spar pod and uh i actually it's for it's friendly sparring i don't know why i said that. it's patreon.com friendly sparring um and uh you can subscribe and send us money yeah. and you will get perks like shout outs on the episode and uh video version of this podcast we're working on more Ooh. but anyway uh he work said on more. Work on more. apart from connor's which fan base is the most delusional uh he has a few so let's just start with that what do you think besides Conner?
1: uh leon edwards <laughs>
0: No, you know what, dude? Like, Leon Edwards' fans are, like, actually rational because he is good. It's just I love to, to hate him. Uh, That's for me. Uh, but but I, what the first thing that came to my mind was either, like, Colby Covington because, like, those guys are just fucking toxic. They are not even like, delusional. They're just fucking toxic. But delusional is actually Greg Hardy fans. Like, ah, delusional yes. to think he's worthy of your fandom and also delusional to think that he's any good because he's not. Like, he's actually not good. Even objectively, he's not good.
1: Right.
0: Uh, and he said, "Which moment in MMA history can even compete with how iconic tai Tui Vasa walking out to the Spice Girls and then deading Greg Hardy?" I'm telling you, literally nothing. That this is the, yeah. this is it. The, they should just stop putting on fight cards because nothing will ever get this good.
1: Yeah, but, like as far as like people talking about um, uh, the the iconic the iconic nature of him. Like I say, it's it's everything. It's the knockout. Mm. It's Bisping the Bisping knocking rock. All was pretty fucking iconic, right? And it's the more it's it's the it's the knockout, the shoey, and then more shoeys. Like that's you're not gonna be able to top that. Yeah. Like crowd interaction, yeah. Reaction but that that
0: honestly so. kind of my now I'm thinking about it. That's kind of my number two because Bisping it, when they do the face off and do the rules where he's like, protect yourself at all times." whatever the rules in the back. Bisping's like, "No touch. I'll touch you in a minute, motherfucker," and then knocks him out. That, dude, is so yeah. fucking delicious. And then jumps up on the cage and goes, fuck you. Fuck
1: you, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's that so perfect. Great. Oh, my God. I love this thing. And he said, and finally, why have the last four pay-per-views all had some form of gruesome limb injury? And he recaps them because I was like, Wait, what, really? He got the injuries. 261, wide leg break. 262, Jacare Souza arm break. 263, whatever the fuck happened to Jamal Hill's arm? 264, Connor's leg break, bro. If there's a freak injury at 265, this shit is rigged. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, hey, I, I don't know. Remember
0: that time we did a shoey in honor of Tai Tuivasa? I just, I still can't believe I did that. I have been so adamant. As a matter of fact uh Thai fly guy that sent in from the from the front front kicks and throat cuddles podcast i sent a question to them because so i want to help him out and i want to mm. check out his podcast i said how much would it take for you to get a shoe because for me there isn't enough money in the world and i just did it for free because i love mixed demand that's the fucking power this guy has are you kidding me
1: uh wow that's crazy i mean i don't know i don't know why but yeah you're right i think it's rigged i think we're living in a glitch in the matrix
0: we are living in a sim- simulation. Um, so shout out to Callum. You guys should go give him a follow. He he makes amazing memes. He's just got a really great sense of humor and a really great guy to be on the timeline. Like he made a tweet that like could have gotten him dragged, uh, like almost did, but in like a positive way. Um, like it was kind of like, like when I made that tweet one time that was like, hey, I compiled a list of MMA Twitter accounts who don't body shame. Oh, that's the list. Meaning everyone does literally i got like spammed by uh southpaw podcast fans which is like a really awesome podcast from this guy sam who's like a very 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 liberal guy in the community and everyone was like southpaw podcast like literally was like wholesome in a wholesome way spamming me with this like tagging him and uh that's kind of what what happened to callum because he was like hey, I'm a casual when it comes to Invicta. Why is Jillian DeCorsi so beloved? And all of her fans, because she's very active on Twitter and like is a really cool person and a great fighter. She like, like all of her fans were like, it's fucking, it's me. Like, like She's great. She's the best. You're just going to love her. And then it got him to the point where like, it was like nice dragging. Like they weren't really dragging him, but they were like, they came out in fucking support. And oh, nice. like now, like, he puts up a header competition for sometimes and, and, and Jillian won with a picture of her fight <laughs> and like Jillian was like, Hey, she told him back. What did she say? She was like, Hey, I'm new to this whole Twitter thing. Who is Caleb? or something like that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, so this question is from Lord gold at it's me, Tony V 80. I cannot express enough how, Fucking hilarious this guy is, and how I'm so sad that like some of his tweets don't blow up because he will make. it. sometimes it's in the replies on my tweets too. I always have to retweet. Them, and I'm like, oh, this is so fucking hilarious. He will just come off with these bangers. Like it's such a unique like sense of humor, and I love this guy. Uh, but he says, who you got for Poirier versus Oliveira? And I, I'm kind of annoyed because of like time's sake. I don't want to like go in depth because we've had so many questions. But dude, I, I have to quickly say. I am obviously a Dustin fan, like really massively. So I'm going to be picking him, but I'm not in any way saying that it's going to walk right through him. This is going to be a very hard fight. I'm really nervous. Oliver is so, so good. So Same. I, I Same. want to say, I want to say that. And, and I Same, said that when when he won, but I was, I was more high on, on the Dustin win that I was like, uh, he'll beat him or whatever, like whatever happened.
1: Yeah, but now uh, we know
0: now it's like, okay,
1: we want we, we got to win. give
0: Chucky his due. Like we want Dustin to win, but it is gonna be really, really yeah, tough. So absolutely, hundred percent. Mixta also, by the way, tagged uh, Ariel Hawani. Uh, he said, "Ariel Hawani, what's the two, bro?" He tagged Dana White, and then he said, "Scott Coker, you got a question, bro?"
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Oh my god, dude! That it concludes the forum, and let us now very quickly give our picks for next week's fight card which is my fucking birthday card birthday. Dude. the whole time i've been doing this podcast like it's so crazy uh first year my birthday i think was on a wednesday uh or something cl- similar maybe a thursday uh because the fight card that was on that saturday was the 20th 17 18 19 yeah i think it was a wednesday was on the 20th and Roxy fought, and Greg Hardy fought Juan Adams. And I was like, oh my God, I thought Juan Adams could have been the guy to be Greg Hardy. I was like, oh my God, do I Absolutely. get to fucking see a Roxy win and a fucking Greg Hardy loss in the same card? And bro, I don't wanna talk about it, but that did not happen. And yeah. it, it, it got me the best episode of this podcast and, and best moment of my fucking podcasting career. But like, uh, next year, I forget what happened, something else happened. Uh, this year, we're supposed to get max and yair and that fucking fell through if my picks don't come through of like the people i really want to win i am gonna be fucking irate on this podcast dude well um
1: let's pick them
0: let's pick them so opening up the main card is um gabriel benitez versus billy quarantillo this i'm pretty confident in billy q yeah
1: absolutely did
0: you say quarantino
1: yeah i said quarantino
0: yeah, Billy Billy Tarantino, the long lost yeah. Tarantino. He's, he's Quentin Tarantino's son.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's imagine? why he's gonna win.
0: Yeah, no one's gonna be Tarantino's son. And pay off the judges. Yeah.
1: <laughs> pay them all. Yeah,
0: fucking yeah. A. Like, yeah and the ref, uh, just he, in he, case.
1: Yeah, he's got pictures of all their feet, and he'll sell them <laughs> on his OnlyFans.
0: <laughs> on his OnlyFans. Uh, only Only Quentin fan. I don't. I don't try to sure, make that a thing. Yeah uh <laughs> all right next uh next question is um next not next question god it's been a long day and i'm drunk from the shui. uh yeah. Rodol- rodolfo viera versus uh stoltzfus i didn't even uh what i yeah, was first name when i was writing uh maybe that is the first name actually let me just uh i'm gonna pull it up right now it is Rodolfo Vieira versus Dustin Stoltzfus. Actually, that's who it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm gonna go with Hudolfo. Uh,
0: Great, me too. And if he lets me down again, because last time I was like, dude, there's no way the other guy's w- w- winning, and then the other guy fucking subbed him. Like this guy's the fucking math. He's like, he's literally called the black belt hunter. He would like submit other black belts in like a. Gruesome fashion. This guy fucking gets submitted by a purple belt. Oh my god. Uh so MMA. But, anyways, uh he should win this
1: fight. Mm-hmm.
0: Next fight we alluded to earlier, Jeremy Stevens versus Mateus gamrot I'm taking Mateus, but I'm taking our,
1: our, Jeremy Stevens.
0: Bro, he, if he wins and doesn't call out Connor, that's gonna yeah, be if big. he wins
1: it doesn't call out. Yeah, if he if he wins and doesn't call out Connor, I, I will change my my Fight pick to Matias. I will take that L.
0: Yeah, exactly, bro. If
1: Jeremy, yeah, mark my words. If Jeremy Steven wins this fight, and it wins a my like as far as like mine and Juice's record, pick him. If Jeremy Stevens doesn't call out Conor McGregor, then I will have said that I picked Matias.
0: One hundred percent. Um, and it's one of those things where like. When people used to call Connor and they would never be in contention to fight him, I would just be like, Oh, you're wasting a call out. Like similar to what we talked about with Nate Diaz, like, don't do that. At this point, what's Jeremy got to lose? And, exactly. the, and his career, like, he should only be wanting to get those kind of fights. Uh, and Connor should t- to be quite honest with you, should want a tune-up fight. And Jeremy Stevens fought at 155. I know it's disrespectful to call him a tune-up fight, but like where they're at in their careers, let's be honest, it is. Um and uh, yeah, Mateus' camera though is gonna fucking yeah. dead this guy. So, <laughs> uh,
4: fucking okay. Ain't. Ooh, next All one. All right,
0: Marion Renault versus Misha Cupcake Tate. And if you know me, you know I'm a big Misha Tate fan, dude.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna pick Marion Renault. Really? Yeah, really.
0: Uh, did you know that she's incredibly problematic? We're going back to problematic picks.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it? we're going right. We're going right back to problematic picks. Right I, back to problematic I, picks. Whatever she's problematic about. Yeah.
0: So she's a school teacher. I think she teaches gym, but she still is like okay. a teacher. How, what, how old? Oh, the age. I think middle school.
1: Mm, okay. Just a little bit older would have been good. High school. What? Problematic. Sleeping with her students.
0: This Okay, stop this. She's a molder of young minds. And oh, this being posted a video of this uh, fucking angry ass Karen, fucking stupid white lady without a mask in the height of the pandemic, uh, like yelling at someone for like telling her to put a mask on, like, yeah, you're yeah, on fucking rights. Like, you stay away from me. And like trying to get into someone's six feet distance. And then also saying, go back to your country. And Marion right, commented, I see nothing wrong here.
1: The whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, all right, fine. But I get I being I'll like still, uh, staunchly uh, yeah. anti-mask,
0: I and mean, I don't get it. But at the same time, like, whatever, no, it doesn't really make any sense. To yeah. go back gonna... to your country part and being like, yeah, that's fine. Like,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna pick no. Marion no. Renault.
0: Okay, love that for you. Uh, I'm picking Misha, <laughs> and if if Marion wins, I'm gonna fucking angry text you. <laughs> Please, I'm dude. gonna fucking send you a picture of my dick, dude.
1: Yeah, that's it doesn't Just seem like... angry. That seems more. It seems more like but you don't want saucy, it. if you know what I mean.
3: <laughs> no, it's like...
1: <laughs> it seems a little more saucy, if you ask me. Yeah. A little a little less angry, a little more saucy. saucy. You know what I mean? Fucking
3: just with the shoulder moves, saucy. saucy. Yeah,
1: just saying. Right, saucy, bro. just sausage.
0: I'm laughing so hard right now, but I'm also tired and drunk. Um, The main event, which should not be the main event, Islam Makhachev. <laughs> or Mahashev, as they've been saying lately, Mahashev. Versus, Uh Thiago Moises. Thiago. Now, Thiago. this is one of those times where like, I'm very much not a fan of Islam at all. Uh, very much not a fan of him. Uh, and I am a fan of Thiago. But well, it's hard for me to like say with my chest that I think Thiago would win. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh,
0: it's It's not even on my radar of possibilities right now that said i'm still picking tiago
1: i'm picking uh makachev
0: yeah no you're gonna win uh i just uh and as i I was saying i was i was forming the words i was ready to say islam but i just i felt dirty saying it i was like no i can't can't pick islam this is the motherfucker that's like saying that women should not exist
1: cool yeah um so two problematic picks at the very end I'm very excited about that didn't know not what that they you. said that don't pay attention enough so yeah like i said it's Tyvoris, and let's go
0: i'm pretty sure that came up in this podcast before i think that was one of the first problematic picks i was like oh did you know that islam yeah. said like women definitely
1: should not- <laughs> definitely still don't pay attention to that stuff it, uh, whenever stuff comes my mouth, that I said this it. podcast i don't pay attention to what i say on this podcast sometimes i'll say some something that i don't remember about especially about fighters Anyone who's problematic as a fighter, eh, whatever, they'll just get their comeuppance later. Like Dustin Poirier said yesterday, Karma's not a bitch, she's a mirror.
0: Oh, my God. Such a great, great line, line, by the way. Great, great to line. To answer Kim Close question, that should be the line, but I was just so hung up on the, on the Derek Lewis one.
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, ladies and gentlemen.
0: That is a friendly sparring,
1: sparring, sparring podcast.
0: Is over
1: you, you follow don't have me on to Twitter go home but you have to
0: get the hell out of here leo gh
1: 2113 please follow me tell your friends tell everyone to follow us uh check out the patreon pay money we'll get the video situations yeah. situated also check out our merch pay more money we'll support you <laughs> we'll do a shout out to you thank you yeah. uh for anyone who has bought merch uh, so far i think it's only the filthy casual but i don't know if anyone else has bought any um, uh the homie
0: ewan from twitter from from northern ireland bought a couple of mugs i don't think they've arrived yet um so yeah
1: there's that okay that's fine listen that that logo is dope and uh i i don't want to buy it myself but i'll definitely make my uh my parents buy them yeah there and you I'll go tell them right now actually uh follow follow juice at absolutely um uh, follow juice at um at, at absolutely.com uh, Peg, yeah at peggy knuckles, knuckles.
0: Yeah. Bro, imagine if I changed my personal account to Peggy Knuckles. The world would never be the same.
1: Yeah. Even though oh, I still haven't done the titsy Pop thing.
0: You still yeah. haven't done the Tootsie Pop thing. Bro, we gotta get we gotta get to the bottom of this. Go with the sword right now.
1: We do, we gotta lick the bottom. We gotta get of
0: this. to the center of this.
1: Yeah, we gotta really lick the bottom of this. Yeah, we gotta lick the bottom.
0: Anyway, this is the <laughs> podcast where we apparently do shoeies for free. Yeah. You can follow the podcast at FriendlySparPod slash slash Mixed to Your Next. Uh, and this is where we're signing off. Uh, Leo, did you recently get a haircut?